0: Hello and welcome <laughs> Hey Welcome everybody oh, to-
1: <laughs> Ah jeez Oh boy I'm here at the Grusty Crab We played Mass Effect 3
0: <laughs> What kind of ending did you get? <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Journal Updated, the podcast about video games that give us choices. I'm Nora and I'm joined by Molly. Hi! Uh, We didn't play any other games this month, I'm decreeing it. (laughs) Okay, that's fine because I was
1: going to suggest that we just skip this part because we're going to have way too much to talk about. Also, uh, it's literally true for me
0: because... uh, I have depression, and I did play thirty-eight hours and twenty minutes of Mass Effect Three this month.
1: Yeah, uh, here's a here's a quick rundown <clears> of games <throat> I played with no commentary on them: uh, Crusader Kings Three, Tony Hawk: Pro Gator One and Two Remaster, Bloodstained: Ritual of the Night. Uh, I played some Castlevania: Order of Ecclesia and Mass Effect Three.
0: Oh, and Hades. I, uh, obviously, you know, we're here to talk about Mass Effect because that's the pinnacle of what you played this month. Yeah,
1: obviously, it's it was the on some scales. One.
0: I didn't say best. It was the I said it was the pinnacle. It's the apex of certain scales.
1: <laughs> Most genocides in one video game.
0: <laughs> I really don't want to talk about Mass Effect. Too bad. <laughs> We're here.
1: We're here. <laughs> this is the pod.
0: We this have is to the pod.
1: T- this is the pod where we have
0: to talk about Mass Effect. Um, uh, if, in case this is getting old, I will uh happily inform listeners that um we do have a lot of games slated uh that we're excited about and not because we're like looking at all the worms under the rock
1: yeah no that's not what we wanted this show to be but it turns out that it was mass effect ended up being way worse than we thought it was
0: yeah and we just you know we wanted to see and uh this is not a, a angry gamer podcast. You know, no. we're not just gonna watch or like play games to get mad about them.
1: I think people know that from the Dishonored episodes, or at least I would hope that they're listening to those and so. not just
0: these. Um, I just know that some people weren't too fond of our Mass Effect Two uh, 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 podcast. Fuck them. So. <laughs> um, so we're back in the Normandy sr two. We are hitting. That Mass Effect Relay blasting off into Mass Effect Three.
1: Psych, before, we got to
0: talk about Mass Effect Two yeah, I was first. gonna do, I was gonna segue, but I now thought we're you ju- had already forgot. You've taken the wheel. Like, I've taken Jesus. the wheel because
1: I'm driving the Normandy.
0: You're driving the Normandy. With I broke the wheel. all
1: of Joker's bones. <laughs> oh and I took no! His seat.
0: Except the one.
1: Except the one. Um. Anyway. Uh, we are, we start with Mass Effect Arrival, uh, because we forgot about it last time, but honestly, there's not a lot there. Um, you go and check out, like, a, um, a, uh, scientist base, they're, they're doing some research on Reapers, of course, because nobody in the universe is doing research on anything else, um, and you find that the Reapers are actually about to show up, uh, using the nearby Mass Effect Relay, um. And you decide, well, I guess I better blow that thing up. Um, and, but in doing so, you are going to destroy this entire solar system. Like, that is, that is a, the consequence of doing this. And I don't recall getting a choice. Uh, it's just about how bad you felt about it, really. Uh, about killing just multiple planets worth of Batarians and other people. Uh, but it's fine, because Batarians are ugly. They're not really people. It's fine. Um, but that is what leads into the beginning of Mass Effect Three, uh, where you are you are no longer on active duty because you did one little itty bitty solar system destruction. Um,
0: I thought it was because of Cerberus. Uh, it's a little bit of both. Because uh, if, if you don't play that DLC, it just gets played like you were like detained following like your like, return from Cerberus, where you turned over all of this tech to the Alliance, and they're like, ah, oh, shit, we gotta, like, vet all this stuff.
1: Yeah, that's that's weird to me, also, because they sure didn't care while you were in Cerberus.
0: Uh, well, as and long also, as you, you
1: took missions from Hackett, I'm pretty
0: sure. Well, as long as you didn't show up in public in Alliance space. Right, they didn't care. Um,
1: you don't have to worry about it. Which is, like, weird also because you only did missions for humans on human planets. So, I don't know. You would think uh, the media would have heard about Commander Shepard. But, you know, she's she's hiding. No big deal.
0: I mean, that one lady does ask you about it.
1: Yeah, she does. Uh, I just don't know why that didn't happen, you know, during Mass Effect 2 instead. Unless it did. I don't remember it happening or it being a big deal. Anyway, this seems like it was pointless, and I didn't play it. It was pretty pointless, and also just kind of sets up one um, like interaction later in Mass Effect 3, uh, where later on there's a guy who's very mad at you for having blown up all the planets, and you can tell him, well, I feel bad about it, and he's like, okay, fine, here's five war points. <laughs> I got you ten war points. Um, yeah, so that, that leads us straight into Mass Effect 3. Um, where uh, you are just a you're you're pushing pencils. You're stuck in the office because uh, you you were working. You are either working with Cerberus or everybody's mad at you for what you did to that Batarian solar system. But not really that mad. They just kind of have to make a show of it. Um, and you, you know are, these politicians. Yeah, you you are brought before these politicians, and they're like, "Hey, Shepard, I think the Reapers are about to hit Earth. What do you think we should do?" And you're like, "Well." We kind of have been talking about this for uh, three years now, and none of you believed me until now. So have you prepared anything at all? And they say, no, not at all. Why would we have done that? Uh, and then the Reapers hit Earth. Um, and you
0: have to escape to the Normandy. Yep. And you run along a bunch of building tops with Anderson. Yeah, who he up he as- fighting. He has a much bigger role in this game. And I assume it's just because people liked him a lot. People just like Keith David. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes, that makes yes. everything make sense. I yes. got gotcha. it. Yes, I got gotcha. it. played by Keith David. <laughs> got it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you do some shooting with him. Um, and you uh, eventually like escape to the Normandy, but you have to leave earth, even though all the Reapers are hitting here first, because they hate you specifically um and they want to fuck up earth really bad cuz they're mad at you for killing um sovereign
0: however uh, however uh, <laughs> the reapers are big robots they're very big and what they do is they slowly walk around and shoot down individual ships of <laughs> one people. car at a time one car at a time This galaxy-ending threat is here to slowly kill maybe six people per 30 seconds. Which is, like, a lot if there's a lot of people nearby. But if they have to go planet to planet, they're... I mean,
1: they move the... We'll get there. They move the Citadel really fast, so I don't know.
0: I am not sure about a lot of things in this game. Yeah. Because, um... This entire game is just sort of a saving throw where they're like um we need an ending um and so we need like some kind of conclusion we need some way of drawing the story toward some kind of endpoint so Liara has found a blueprints for a cosmic for a fucking space gun, gun. <laughs>
1: I found the blueprints to a fucking gun, Shepard. We gotta build it. It's a galaxy gun. Um we uh before we talk about Liar though, we have to talk about the one child that we see who dies. Uh who, the one child uh who you get PTSD about because this is the first child you've ever seen die.
0: Right, and like My point with this is, like, this is where we see this, where, like, the Reaper is just going to shoot down this one taxi cab with, like, some refugees in it, Um, thus killing this boy who we meet very, very briefly. Um, First of all, the idea that, like, this is the first time we're seeing the effects of war on a soldier is completely ludicrous, especially considering, like, one of your background options in Mass Effect 1 is is the Ruthless option, which is when I played, where you, like, did some shit back on Torfin, which that doesn't come up except for one time in this game. Uh, they um, completely forgot about it in Mass Effect 2, and then it gets brought up exactly once in 3.
1: My Shepherd was the hero of Akuz, the only survivor of a, like, brutal assault on that planet, um, who got picked up later. And it is mentioned once in this game in maybe the stupidest way possible. Uh, but we can get there because it takes a while mm-hmm. to get to that. Um, yeah, so you you leave Earth reluctantly. You leave Anderson there in his um, in his Monster Energy hat, uh, and he has to go fight <laughs> <laughs> the reapers while you're off. And he like, hey, can you maybe go get? Can you go unite them? Can you go unite all the races? Unite the- them. Unite them.
0: <laughs> so here's here's my first issue here, right? you just leave, you just leave Earth, because the Reapers are going to be very, very slow, they're going to be very patient, they're going to walk around on their tippy-toes, and they're going to kill individual people, um, which is not what I thought that the Reapers were about! No, they don't talk about, like, I guess it would make more
1: sense if they ever talked about how they're, like, it's never, it is talked about how, like, if the Reapers show up, it's fucking over. Like, it's it's over when they get here. So, it's very weird to have this game start off like, oh, yeah, Reapers are here. Uh, Go find a artifact on a planet
0: by scanning it. And also, like, we are introduced, like, we have a Prothean character in this game who reveals that, like, the war with the Reapers was so long in his cycle that he was born long after they showed up and lived his entire adult life at war with the Reapers and their forces. Um Bro, who's which, having kids while they're fighting the Reapers? That's wild. I mean, if it was a slower thing, I would get it, right? But it is seems super slow and super fast at the same time because each individual battle seems to take forever, but they sure do move around real fast. Yes. They spread through that galaxy map real quick. Also, um
1: Let's talk about some quick travel mechanics. Uh, when you're playing Mass Effect 3, um, once you get back on the Normandy and you get everything going, once you can start moving through areas... Um, the planet scanning uh, system is back from 2, but it's much less tedious. You're not looking for specific like elements or metals or anything like that. You're just kind of looking to see if there's anything on a planet. Um, so when you do your scans, though, if you're in a Reaper-occupied uh, solar system... They will chase you. And it is the worst fucking thing in the world. Uh, because the game is bad about telling you like where you should scan, or if anything relevant is there. Half of the half of the scanned items on the map are just gas for your ship. Uh, and yep. it drives me up the fucking wall. Mm-hmm. It sucks so bad. I eventually, because I'm playing on PC, downloaded a mod that took the Reapers on the map out of the game.
0: <laughs> and it um, made it much more bearable. I just never scanned and never needed to scan. Except for like the one story mission where you have to scan to find someone. But like I needed
1: I needed those war points, baby.
0: I maxed out on war points long with way without that, like I just did all the missions except for like one or two. I think there were like maybe two side missions I didn't do. Um, I, was, that's I was probably why the side quests. It's probably why I never saw your husband. Um, so I didn't see him either. Oh, weird! Fun fact: he just he's, didn't show. He's supposed to show up on the citadel. On scene. the citadel assault, yeah. yeah.
1: Um anyway, let's get uh let's get back on track here. So, um, We have notes this time. We do have notes this time. I'm, I'm running through our little uh our bullet points here. Um so, um let's do from Ashes first because it's it is a DLC that was a launch day DLC. It was a pre I think it was a pre-order bonus um where you get Javik who is the last surviving Prothean uh who funny enough was on Eden Prime in a refrigerator. Yep. Um, and you can, Which and was you can a concept intra-
0: introduced in Mass Effect 1 because the, on uh, Ilos? Why was didn't they it? just have you go to back to Ilos? We wanted to go back to Eden Prime because, you know, remember Eden Prime? The first remember when planet? it started? When Jenkins died? When he j- remember, ran out Jenkins?
1: Of <laughs> remember when Jenkins ran out out of cover and was taught how Mass Effect works? Um uh, by if you get away from cover for even a second, you're fucking dead, bro. And sometimes,
0: even in cover, you're fucking dead, bro?
1: Yeah. <laughs> this game... This game sucks to play, man. It just... It's not it good.
0: became considerably more manageable once I got the best gun in the game, which is not the one that I told you was the best gun in the game. Which one did you get? Which the one su- are you talking about? The suppressor pistol is the best gun in yeah, the game. Yeah, what the fuck? Because. <laughs> I, I just didn't put know about I just it. slapped a good barrel on it. Uh it doesn't matter if it's weighty as shit. Like make it have more capacity, I give it 9 rounds, M- give it that uh, heavy barrel that makes it heavier but also increases the damage by like 30%. And, and guess is it what? Piercing? Oh no, I did, uh, the other one. Um oh, okay, the, okay. just raw damage. But guess what that means? That means I put one clip into a brute and it's gone. <laughs> Fuck I w- God, I wish I was that smart. And then like especially like I use the armor piercing rounds that I got as my bonus power.
1: Okay, that would help
0: a lot, yeah. I, I so, do not have armor piercing rounds. I was busy trying to use biotic charge. So for like brutes or even uh banshees, which there's a lot to talk about with banshees. Uh huh. Um anything big or the the Rachni ones the ravagers the ravagers fucking anything, the dirt worst like i was like hitting almost any enemy max four times yeah other other than like the big tanky ones uh and just m- like blowing through them uh aside from that like i was using the not the avenger but the one from mass effect 1 the lancer Um the 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 endless the Avenger. No, the Avenger is the first one that you get in the game. This is one from the first contact war that doesn't use Oh
1: I don't remember what that was. I think it's the Lancer.
0: But it's the one from Mass Effect 1, and it has the same sound effect when it gets overheated. Um Yeah, okay. So basically both my main weapons I used were from the Citadel DLC. Um, so much for my shepherd being, like, an ace sniper. That characterization is just gone, because at no point in this game did I feel like sniping was gonna do me any good. Um,
1: I will say, if you can get the Black Widow, if you save up a little money for that thing, it kinda goes
0: hard. I don't need to save up money, because I didn't spend money on anything except upgrading three guns. Some of us <laughs> had to beat this
1: game without the Citadel DLC. Uh, and before a lot of those mods were introduced,
0: because they were introduced with the multiplayer packs. I pl- Listen, you don't get to talk to me about playing a lesser version of the game. <laughs> um... So for the first half of the game, I was using the particle rifle that you find with From Ashes, which is what we're talking about right now, which is an assault rifle, but it's a laser. There's no heavy weapon slot in this game like there was in the last one. So this is your sort of replacement for the collector particle beam from that game. Uh, It's just it takes up the AR slot and it's like it's a beam. After a few seconds, it gets more thick uh, and juicy. That's (laughs) Um, that's right and uh it goes it shoots it does lots of good damage if you want. It's very accurate. There's almost no like recoil and stuff. There's no spread on the shots either because it's a laser. Um problem is that this and the other rifle that I talked about from the Citadel DLC have the same issue, which is if you run out, uh if you stop firing before you run out of shots, it'll just take a second and then it'll start rebuilding the ammo. Yeah. But if you run out then it will overheat you'll have to have an animation of Shepard looking away from the rifle as it's like spouting all this heat if that animation is interrupted by anything whether that's taking cover taking a hit that staggers you using a power uh, sometimes like dodge rolling or falling off of a ledge literally anything you'll just have to do the animation again oh my god you just, there's no way to do it safely, because if you're like, oh, I finished this enemy off, now I need to reload and get back into cover, you have to ex- either like hit the, re- the reload button and then just walk around behind the cover and hope that it, that works, or you have to get behind the cover and then hit reload, because... Otherwise, you'll just interrupt yourself. And you will you can do it like three or four times by accident. Um, yep. Which just kind of sucks. Also, you know what I really love is dodge rolling into cover and then standing up. Because I didn't yeah, actually go into cover. I just dodge the rolled. the thing
1: won't put you in cover. Thanks. Uh-huh. Anyway, let's talk about Javik. Uh, our buddy Javik. He's an ancient alien with an African accent. Yes, he is. He is an ancient alien with an African accent. Um, and uh, we find out from him that the protheans were all just kind of fucking assholes uh constantly killing every other species who didn't want to be called protheans uh and didn't want to be like assimilated into their culture and only their culture mm-hmm. um, and the suggestion uh when you talk to Javik is that the you know their cycle lost because they didn't cherish everybody's diversity
0: right they were too uh homogenous yes in thought and tactics. Yes, so it was
1: easy to adapt to fight the Protheans. Uh, and it was so stupid. Um, Liara, the whole time, was like, fuck. Damn, I don't know why I thought y'all were cool. This was pretty obvious now that I'm talking to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this sucks. She starts to realize, wait, is Empire bad? Empire might be bad, bro. I mean, it's fine when we do it, but like, it's good when we do it.
1: It's good when there's one good king. I think the problem with the Protheans is they had a bad monarch,
0: and and then the kingdom hmm. went to hell. Also, just in case anyone can hear this, we live next door to a club, and they don't know about COVID. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I can hear, hear, the, hear it. I can hear the music pumping in the background. I hope no one on the podcast can.
1: I can't hear it, so I think you're probably safe. Uh, but we'll see, I guess. <sighs> we'll see. Um, Uh, Yeah, anyway, so, Javik, the Protheans also have a fun little thing uh, where their, like, racial ability is that they can read people's DNA uh, and know everything about them from doing so.
0: It's just Sherlock Holmes shit, but, like, on a massive scale.
1: Yes, Uh, on a really, well, on a very microscopic scale also, and also it's very gross. I'm doing a joke. It's. I wanted up. to do a joke with you. No, no joke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's Mass Effect Three. It's Mass Effect Three. No jokes are allowed. It, well, they try, but they they're not doing a good job with
0: them. Anyway, uh, Javik is an an immense uh, biological determinist. Yeah. It's really gross. Yep. He has lots of terrible things to say about Krogan's when you go to Tachanka, and, like, see the remnants of old Krogan society from before their collapse, I'm, whatever they call it. Um I actually didn't take him on the mission that you want to talk about later. Um, oh, the like, Thessia oh, mission? I use Javik for every mission. I'll take Garrus to Thessia. Well, oh, yeah, I, I bet that went great. It was totally normal, and yeah, uh, Garrus had nothing of interest to say in didn't, any direction.
1: Didn't tell Liara she was stupid for believing in a faith.
0: Yeah. No, no. No, okay. <laughs> um, he, the one thing there was he was like, oh, this seems like a lot of effort for a dead faith. If yes. No one actually believes this anymore. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, that's from Ashes. It's m- mostly nothing. It does it mostly give you just Javik. Gives you Javik. It is r- nice that Javik is part of the plot. As opposed to Kasumi and Zaid were. Yeah. um, Because they were just not. They were just kind of there. Mass Effect 2 had way too many uh, party
1: people. Party people, party characters. It had 12. That's way too many. There's six? Seven in this game. With Javik, I think? There's seven, yeah. Seven with Javik? Well, I ended up with six because Caden came up to me later and he was like, Hey, can I join your ship? And I was like, you should go take a job with Hackett, bud. You should not come with me because
0: I don't (laughs) want you here. I wanted some more scenes with him because like, you know, just to have them. Um very disappointed that there weren't a couple other characters on your uh on your team in this one, but we'll get to them later.
1: Yep. Um let's talk Palavan, the Turian home world. Um you have to go save them. They're getting hit hard by the reapers also. Um and they want you uh to come in and help them out. Um and what this means is that we also need to broker a deal with the Krogan to help them. That's what they've decided uh would be the best thing to do. Despite the long history of Turians and Krogan hating each other obviously because we're doing conflict in this game and conflict mm-hmm. resolution. Um yep. so you do help uh the Turians on Palavin and you pick up Garrus cuz he's there cuz they're like hey, you're probably an expert on a reaper. He's like, "Well, I've seen one, so yeah, better than y'all." <laughs> um uh, and they uh they have you go. Hey, he's seen two. Oh, you're right. He has seen two reapers. I'm sorry. He's no, he's seen 1.25 reapers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you pick up Garrus and you pick up the Turian uh military leader who you uh, to have hang to hang out like on your in your ship
0: for a while. You have to inform him that he's the new Primarch because the yeah. old Primarch is dead.
1: Yeah, you're the boss now, and he's like, oh fuck, I never wanted to be the boss.
0: I'm a um, military man, I'm not good at politics
1: It's fucking <laughs> Everybody in this game Everybody in the game says this at one point or another <laughs> Um. So you, you pick them up and you go To pick up uh, Rex uh, Because, or, or Who's, is it Reeve I guess who would be in charge In this game if you didn't have Rex uh. I'm not sure uh Reeve is there and Rex is like, "Yeah, yeah, look at my brother. He sucks." Uh just ignore him. Um and you do, and then he dies off-screen if you ignore him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is he <coughs> oh. Uh Erdnot Reeve.
1: Erdnot Reeve. Bad name, by the way.
0: No. Yeah, okay. He is the leader if Rex dies.
1: Okay. Um, so uh, we find out um, that Rex has information um, that the uh, they can help the Turians, but only if we cure the Genophage. And the Turians are like, bro, we can't just like, that would take years. And Rex says, actually, I have a text message here from one of the uh, Solarian scientists that says they have the genophage cure, and I can just come pick it up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then you go, wow, that's wild. Uh, And Rex says, yeah, so take us over there and help us pick up uh, this Krogan woman who is immune to the genophage, or we're not helping anybody. Like, fuck y'all. You left us to die after we helped you uh, with your arachni problem. and." The Turians are like, okay, okay, fine. And the Salarians go, uh, no, no. I think we should just let all the Krogans die forever. Um, and you can argue with the Solarians for a while, but they stay scum the
0: whole time. Didn't have any Solarians in my victory fleet at the end of the game. I sure didn't. Much. Yep. <laughs> nope. They hated me.
1: Um the the Solarian Dalatras, which I assume is the president of Solarians. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, uh, or you see her a lot on, like, intercom, and she's like, if you do this, we're not gonna be nice to you. If you do this, you're not gonna have our cool Solarian tech, and it's like, that's okay, I will have all the friends I'll ever need here on, uh, Tuchanka. And then she's
0: like, hey, if you sabotage the Genophage, uh, we'll help you.
1: Yeah, if you sabotage the cure for the Genophage, they won't actually know that it, uh, that the cure didn't work, Until they start having babies And the same shit keeps happening And you'll be able to use them in your war party Uh, So you know Just think about that and you say "Uh, No that's disgusting What are you doing Um, Anyway the person who sent Rex that text message Morden soulless baby Our our funny uh, Song singing Friend is back Uh, Did you
0: enjoy finding the mp3 Of his singing I didn't find it (laughs) <laughs> I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm free the, uh, When Shepard gets an apartment There's a data pad by the bed After the party um, That just has like A recording of Morden singing Oh, that sounds like it sucks Yeah, it sucks, I didn't like it <laughs> Listen, I'd rather th- listen to that Than Anderson's fucking biography monologue I,
1: <laughs> I saw two Anderson biography monologues Sitting around, I was like, oh, okay, cool I don't need to interact with the data pads then All good.
0: I listened to all of them. (laughs) Oh, why? (laughs) I needed to know. Nora! (laughs) I needed to know. How was it? It was kind of boring. Anderson's not that interesting. He's not that... He's just a military guy. He's military guy. He's good military guy. He's like the good king of military guys. He's the good
1: king. (laughs) (laughs) He's no Dalinar Colin, I'll tell you that much.
0: Uh, Uh, I mean... He's kind of the Dalinar. No, shut up. No, Dalinar's way
1: cooler. Has a better butt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't see Anderson's butt because of all of the armor. Yeah, that's true. Um.
1: Anyway, let's go to Tuchanka. Let's cure the Genophage, everybody. Yep. Ch-chick. Ding, ding. Um. So you load up. Um. There is a tower on Tuchanka. Um. That. Uh, is used to help repair the atmosphere uh, that the Solarians gave them and is originally what they used to disperse the Genophage um, back when uh, they had used the Krogan to fight the Rachni. And so you go there and you have to fix the tower first because it's been sabotaged. Mm -hmm. Mm, I said it that weird. Um, Because it's been sabotaged. And you have to fix it uh before loading up the genophage or also won't work. Um and you can either tell the Krogan this beforehand or you can just let them like assume that it works in general uh and you can lie to them and not cure the genophage. Um Morden has that uh female Krogan uh and he's like, Yeah, I named her Eve, you know, because we're on a human ship and uh, you know, we're we're curing children, so I named her Eve. I, why doesn't she have a name? She's a ri- she's a person. That's
0: super fucked up.
1: It's really weird that they... And she just, like, she doesn't argue.
0: No. Maybe nobody, she's just, like... Nobody ever refers to her as Eve to her face. Why doesn't... I'm, I'm baffled the
1: entire time. I don't understand. Maybe uh, Borden said that, and she's like, I'm not talking to this fucking Solarian. I'm just not dealing with this. You want to talk about
0: her outfit?
1: What's up with her outfit? Remind me what's going on with it.
0: Well, it's uh coded a certain way because all you can see of her body is her eyes.
1: Right. Yes, they did that mm-hmm. thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, they did I that forgot thing. about that part.
0: Mhm. Um yeah,
1: which yeah, is they really do just entirely covered.
0: Probably at least heavily influenced by the fact, that uh, we didn't really think about what uh Krogan women looked like. Just they didn't like, think about what any women in this game looked like besides the Asari. Right, because it's like, oh uh, what do Turian women look like? Uh don't worry about it. The fucking then, Joker, bro. And then two of them show up um and it's like, "Oh, they just they just have rounder heads um and they're skinny." Of course, everyone in Mass Effect is skinny. But they're skinnier. Like, that's a thing that is way more noticeable in this, I felt, than the other two, because I feel like you spend way more time in civilian areas in this game compared to the second one. You Um, absolutely do. Especially with just normal people, like refugees. No one in Mass Effect is fat none zero absolutely people. zero people are fat even as a joke
1: which i guess so, is i i'm not gonna say that's nice but at least they're not
0: making the joke but also like it, it the, means they fat people have those... been
1: eradicated
0: right fat people are just gone we've society has progressed past the need for fat people so all of those jokes get made on the volus Right, Um, yes, the volus, because
1: because they're round.
0: Because they're round and they breathe heavily. And they breathe heavily, Um, that's right.
1: Yeah, no, never mind, I forgot the fat joke was the volus.
0: But, like, in terms of humans, it's just, like, everyone is skinny and wearing skin-tight, like, body suits at all times forever. Which, you know, it's one of those background things of, like, how do you turn humanity into one culture and one, like, country one nation basically to be a part of like galactic politics because it would be really complicated to have like 170 different human factions all be spacefaring powers combining with like 78 turian countries right you have what do you have to do to like unite humanity into one country and it turns out uh when you start adding these little details up together it's probably a really fascist hellhole yep it's bad. It's, really it's bad it's really bad it's fine It's fine because we only see characters we only have actually, characters who are like at the top of the food chain
1: Nora, i don't know if you know this but we're actually not doing politics we're just doing army so oh, i don't know maybe right, okay, maybe you shouldn't okay. think so hard about this because we're just army we're just army you meet captain bailey and he goes i got fucking promoted and i have to do politics now i was the chief of police but now i'm the special police
0: now, but I'm... I never wanted to do politics. I just wanted to catch the bad guys. I just wanted to catch the bad guys and put them in boxes. Yep. Gotta catch them all. And now I have to do paperwork and talk to politicians. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's the Krogan stuff. It's terrible. Uh, you go through these ruins and you find some old Some old art from the Krogan, and Liara goes, oh, wow, the Krogan
1: can do art? Like, shut the fuck up!
0: God! And then then Javik is like, oh, notice how the subject of the piece is obedience. Shut the fuck up, Javik. Javik and Liara, Um, both of you shut the fuck up. Also, primitive art with heavy quotes around that comes up multiple times in this game. And it's always the same shit, which is to say they have spears. Yes, yeah. Whether that's the people living on the Leviathan planet, people like the old Asari art, or the old Krogan art. It's always like side view people with spear. And it's It's all the the same.
1: It's the only ancient art anybody knows about is what they think Egyptian ancient art looks like.
0: Or cave painting. Yes, or cave paintings. So they kind of just mix the two and make three different flavors of it. But it's like I know that all of the species are created and uplifted by other species, or if not the Reapers themselves. Um, but the the degree to which their artistic sensibilities seem to just co- like coalign into universal ideals of art is weird. Yes. Um, just a, just, I guess that's just a point of this being a a shallow sort of setting, but you know, whatever. Yeah. One of those things you wouldn't really care about in something that you liked.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) So would say that you'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. It is weird how all the aliens in Star Wars speak English. Yeah. You know, galactic basic. Yeah. English is galactic basic. Everyone knows this. So after um, you do all this. Uh oh, also uh you, you lure a big worm to destroy a reaper. That part hit... was sick. It was it was alright. We gotta worm sign the likes of what God has never seen. Uh you summon Kalros, the giant Thresher Maw, the mother the of all Thresher, thresher Maws to uh attack a Reaper. Which is just a Reaper. It's just a big robot. It doesn't speak. It's <laughs> The Reapers are just big robots now, but there aren't just big robots in the sense of like rigor where it's like, oh, the point of fighting them is you have to fight them, right? Yeah. They explicitly say in this game that you can't conventionally defeat the Reapers. Um, Except for that you can. You can individually, but you can't yeah. defeat 16 of them. Right. Or whatever. Right. Um, because they never knew what the Reapers were. Because, we'll get into this more later, but like, for a number of reasons, they never knew what the Reapers were. And they don't know what the Reapers are in this game because they are simultaneously like, each of us is a nation, each of us is a god. And they are also, uh, this one is a big robot, it's going to walk around and attack some taxi cabs.
1: Yeah, this one one doesn't talk. This is one of the leftover, we just had some humans lying around that we just kind of turned into a small one. I, there are, I feel like uh, at the end of the game Also implies like different classes of reaper
0: Yeah uh, Because they call some of them Sovereign class reapers Which are the big lobster ships yes. uh, And the ones that we destroy That are walking around I think are called destroyers I think that's right But that's not There's no exposition about what that means And there's in no indic
1: Previous exposition goes
0: against that idea they're just reapers a reaper is a reaper yes. um and so i guess these these ones aren't full reapers
1: yeah they're they're not they're not are they just not done building them are they not i don't
0: do they need to stew for a while i don't know i'm looking at the Tachanka reaper now um no it does Seem to just be a normal reaper. It's got like the, the it's got the leviathan design. Yeah, Yeah? is this not just a normal reaper? I don't know. It's just a big when it's walking around. It looks different, but yeah, the game doesn't know either. To be fair, um, uh, I don't know because you know the thing about how uh, sci-fi writers don't understand what scale is, right? Yeah, like here's the image. I'm sending you this image of the reaper from Rannoch that you fight on foot. And it doesn't look that big! No, it doesn't look that big. It doesn't look that big.
1: It's, um, it's, there's, like, some crags in the background that are nearly as tall as it. It's not, this guy's not that big. Yeah, so I... The Normandy I is bigger than this reaper. I don't know that that's true. I think it's close. Uh... Ah, eh, maybe. Anyway, not. I might. I might be. Anyway, because
0: cause Shepard's like as tall as its eye. Um, but even so, I feel like Sovereign was way bigger. Sovereign was huge. Sovereign was as big as the
1: Citadel, or uh, nearly, uh, probably like three quarters, because it fits inside the Citadel with the uh, arms closed.
0: Yeah, and, and it like, takes up most of the space in there. And also, it was like fighting a fleet. Like, yeah. they had a whole fleet fighting it. And yeah. Like...
1: Not three ships doing airstrikes.
0: Yeah. So, either this is just a lesser Reaper... Baby Reaper. Um, Reaper babies. Reap. Reapette. Let me just type destroyer into the wiki. Destroyer, remnant. What is that? No. What? This is nothing. Oh, this is from Andromeda.
1: Fuck off. <laughs> a reaper from Andromeda?
0: No, it's something called oh. a destroyer. To differentiate it from a destroyer from Mass Effect Prime. I see. Uh, which is a type of reaper that appeared during their galaxy-wide invasion. 160 meters in height. Smaller than a reaper of Sovereign's class. Got it. Um. So yeah. They are based on a leaf insect nymph apparently. Okay. But anyway, um this is also called a reaper. So I don't know if this counts as like a cycle. Just a small cycle. Like, is this a 50,000-year cycle worth of, like, culture? Because each Reaper is a personification of 50,000 years of the what the intelligence de- guiding the Reapers defines as, like, the most advanced and dominant culture. Yeah. But I don't know if Destroyers count as Reapers in that sense. Because if they do, this game is completely off the rails.
1: yeah. It does. They just threw the lore book out the window.
0: Um, that's that's Tachanka. I don't think we have anything else to say about that.
1: Uh, fuck Morn Solus. Rest in piss, idiot. Rip and piss. To, to cure the GenFH he has to die. And good fucking riddance. Yep. You you deserve worse. Uh, next up is the
0: Citadel invasion. Udina's on the take, baby. Hey, spoilers, everybody. Udina turned evil. What the guy yeah. who really wanted humans to be the top dog in the galaxy sided with Cerberus? Weird. Wait, who's that? Is that hero protagonist? <laughs> <laughs> That's Kai Lang's music. <laughs> so this is when we get introduced to Kai Lang, who is a cyborg ninja. Yeah, and he shows up to do some cool flips and shit. Um. And to kill Kirahi, who is the Salarian general captain? Captain. Captain. Who you fought alongside on Vermeer, uh, who yeah. you briefly fight alongside again on Dechonka in this game. And then Kirahi like, sacrifices himself to save... Uh, I think it's the Salarian counselor. The Salarian council member. Um, because that, oh, that scene is supposed to have Thrain in it. Um, but he never showed up in my game. So he, didn't he didn't show up in
1: my game either, and I was like, I, when I when I got past that, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, maybe I just forgot, like, when that happened. But then I got an email from Kolyak going, hey, my dad died,
0: can you girl come through? I didn't even get that. And I didn't come through, so. Um, also, Miranda died because she just didn't show up. Um Miranda died
1: in Mass Effect 3 for me.
0: Yeah, um. But for me, you're supposed to be able to talk to her on the Citadel and warn her about Kai Lang, Uh, But she didn't appear. Even when she was on the map and her name was on the map, she just wasn't there.
1: This game is so good.
0: This game has a lot of bugs. I had it a lot a lo- of it was bugs really that funny. I had to reset.
1: My um, animation was fucked. Even before I started uh, fucking around with like mods or whatever, yeah, the animation
0: yeah, yeah. and cutscenes is fucked. It's, it's super fucked sometimes. Um, and I don't understand why that happens but like just every scene would have something weird happen
1: if shepherd had her hand against her ear like doing the classic <laughs> i'm talking on the phone thing it would clip back and forth between her ear and her lower jaw and like yep. her hand would clip into mm-hmm. her face a lot mm-hmm. i don't mm-hmm. know how the fuck that happens but it happened a lot
0: yeah um it's weird there's a lot the of weird At the end of the game.
1: Happening. At the end of the game, I had all of the um pre-rendered cutscenes going at half speed and half audio, and it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Oh wow. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know
0: why. Um I'm playing on the console, so you know, no good performance boost from having a like PC from ten years after this game came out. Yeah. Uh this game runs like shit and it looks yep. like shit and it too. looks like
1: shit everybody who complained about andromeda just forgot what bass effect 3 looked like
0: i it's got to be like there must be something about the facial animations in andromeda that is different from the facial animations in this because in these games they're barely there to begin with so i don't know what's going on with andromeda that people were so upset about i do remember
1: seeing a cutscene where the um asari crew member in uh, andromeda was holding a gun backwards (laughs) 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 but but i can't remember if that was uh real or not or if it was just like a misinterpretation of what the gun looked like Mm-hmm. Um, but it did look like she was pointing a pistol at herself the whole time.
0: <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, you, uh, if you, if you play the game like I did, you shoot Udina because of you shoot
1: Udina the fucking chest. Cause you press the bad guy button, the bad guy button pops up and you murder his ass in cold blood. Um, well, he's about not, to shoot
0: the Asari council member. He
1: is about to kill the Asari council member. Um, and but the entire time, Caden is like, bro, why are you here? I was saving the council. Why, what, why are you pointing your gun at me? And you're like, Caden, I have to save the council. Udina's on the take. And then Caden's like, I don't know. I was saving the council. So I think that you're just kind of, you were with Cerberus before. Why should we believe you? Which is kind of fair. Uh, and then the other, the rest of the council goes, you know, we didn't listen to Shepard before. And now there's Reapers everywhere, so I think maybe we should listen to her on this one. And Eugene was like, motherfucker, okay, I guess I have to kill all of you myself.
0: Yeah, and I looked it up, uh, and there is, like, a more intricate check happening here. Um, there are a number of flags that if you trip the wrong ones, Caden will refuse to stand down.
1: Yeah, he he eventually, like, when I shot Odina, he didn't shoot me, but he wasn't happy about it.
0: Yeah, um, there are some, if you, if all of the dots are connected in the right way, I don't think you'll even have to ask for him to side with you. Oh, gotcha, um, he sees you show up and he goes, oh, hang
1: on a fucking minute.
0: Wait, that's. First of all, that's my wife. Second of all, <laughs> she visited me two times in the hospital.
1: <laughs> oh, I only visited him the one time because I knew he wasn't yeah. going to get out. Uh huh.
0: Caden, you're so needy! He is. You whiny. <sighs> I hate this boy. I almost wish I had let him die so that I could at least see what Ashley's like in this game and we'd have like different. She's hotter, to talk about. but it's, ho- that's it's hard true. not to be
1: hotter than Mass Effect 1. Um, I think she's less a... racist, but still kind of racist.
0: She does the Exo Presley where you find a yeah. journal later where she goes, damn, I was racist before. So we've been introduced to Kai Lang here. Can yes. I share with you two excerpts from a Mass Effect novel that came out around this time? I featuring would love Kai this, Lang? please. So, um, the first one. Which is what we were talking about on on our Twitter account. Lang turned his attention back to the scope and the scene below. Nothing had changed. The question, in his mind at least, was why Jillian had gone into the the afterlife at all. She didn't seem like the nightclub type. Not that it mattered, because his job was to kill her, not to understand her. The minutes crawled by. People came and went. There was a scuffle between two prostitutes. Talok's mercs chased them away. More time passed. Finally, just as Lang was about to pee in the vase he had selected for that purpose, something happened. <laughs> Bro, what? <laughs> so he's in this apartment getting ready to shoot someone. Some character we don't care about. But then later, he has a mission to bug Anderson's apartment. And he does this. Yeah. Yeah. Working with the speed and certainty of the experienced operative that he was, Lang placed the pickups in locations that, when taken together, would provide complete coverage of everything that took place in the apartment. Then having placed a wireless tap under the com console, he was done or should have been done, but Lang was something of an adrenaline junkie and enjoyed being where he was. That's why he checked the cupboards, located some cereal, and had breakfast before putting everything back exactly as it had been. It was his apartment now, meaning a place where everything that happened would be known to him and to Cerberus. The thought pleased him, and Lang was still smiling as he left. Uh, which means the
1: elusive man, like, had all the bugs pop up, he's like, ah, yes, good, and then he saw Kai Lang chilling out in Anderson's kitchen eating cereal. (laughs) Just eating cereal!
0: Um, and (laughs) we'll get to more Kai Lang later. Uh, this guy's fucking ridiculous. This guy sucks, I hate him. And not
1: even in, like, a fun villain way where I'm like, oh, this guy gets under my skin because he's mean to me. No, he
0: just sucks. I I have a fondness for him because of how ridiculously terrible this character is.
1: Um I really they just really threw him into this game for no reason other than we needed somebody who's like the opposite of Shepard, I guess. But then also later on they're going to give you an evil Shepard clone, so fuck, I don't know.
0: Kai Lang is just because they wanted to have a cyborg ninja. Like that's that's yeah. all. Also Casey they Hudson, wanted to... retire, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted Cerberus to have like an, A representative in the field I'm guessing Like the, a character that represent Cerberus Which doesn't exist because All the Cerberus characters you actually know Are good now They're all good now, actually And it uh, should have been
1: this character That would have been so much
0: uh, more interesting It would have been way more interesting Um And would have required lots of writing Yeah Um to like justify um, or funny little Reaper mind control, just a little wouldn't MC be that on hard. Her, just a little MC on Miranda. That's all we're asking. Yeah, that's all we're asking for. Um, that would have been way more interesting than what we got. Which yes. there's a lot of things that would. There's a way lot more of things that went that way. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. You have Omega listed next.
1: Yeah, fuck it. Let's let's just insert some DLC here because that's about when I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, you go back to the Citadel. And, uh, Arya's there and she says, hey, uh, Cerberus took over Omega. Do you want to come get it back with me? Uh, and you go, I mean, yeah, sure. It's not like I have a galaxy to save or anything. Um, and she's like, sick, get in the car with me. We're going to go. Don't bring anybody with you. And you go, all right, well, that's not suspicious, but okay. Um, so you go to Omega with, um, Arya uh, and she quickly reveals that she does not give a shit about anybody else around her uh, because when confronted with like heavy cannons and stuff that's like guarding Omega now that Cerberus has installed um, she just goes yeah just have all of our uh, like grunts run into it and then we're gonna just sneak through it's fine like they, they couldn't have upgraded that much right uh, incorrect they blow the shit out of you and everybody around you instantly um, but you take an escape pod and land on Omega um, and eventually you meet Nyrene. Um who is the one of the only two female turians in the entire game mm-hmm uh if I remember right that's correct um and uh she's like uh you had met a gang called the Talon here who had kind of started to uh encroach on space that the blue sun, the eclipse, and the blood pack uh-huh. um, had been taking uh but now there's a fourth gang uh who- so
0: Cerberus has taken over Omega. Yes. Omega being a space station with a very varied um, population. Mostly poor, though. All poor, except for Arya. And so what Cerberus has done is that they have, like, enacted this intense segregation by way of these laser walls. Um, And... There are radio voices playing that imply that, like, non-humans need patronage of humans to, like, be out and about. Okay. So it just immediately turns into the most, like, human supremacist hellhole. Right. And now the Talons, instead of just being an up and coming fourth gang... They are this like resistance movement against this fascist yes. occupation.
1: Yes. Uh, and uh, we find out that Nyrene, who Arya used to be involved with, probably romantically, they don't ever explicitly say, I don't think.
0: They, I mean, in the conversation with Nyrene, it gets pretty explicit that they were like, they were involved, and then uh, Nyrene was like, didn't feel comfortable with what that relationship was doing to her person. Like she was changing as a person to try and impress and stay close to Arya in ways that she wasn't comfortable with. And yeah. so now they separated and for the both for the better. Um Because Arya's a monster. Arya's a monster. She is she's, she's a nightmare. She is like the ultimate libertarian, like petty king.
1: Yes. It's it's really bad. Um, She's
0: so anti-state. She doesn't know that she is the state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: She wants to get Omega back because she was in charge of it and she liked that. And Nirene's like, "Hey, um, you left actually, and I've been trying to like hold this place down ever since and fight off Cerberus while well, you've just kind of been fucking around and like sitting on a couch at the Citadel, uh." So you don't really just get to barge back in here and take over this operation from me because uh, it's mine. And Arya says, uh, no, I'm I'm Arya. Don't you know I have the name Arya, so you have to listen to me. Um, and then everyone listens to her. And then everybody
0: listens to her. It sucks. It's so, like, she, the way that she talks about how easy it is to manipulate Nairine paints a very... Specific picture of what that relationship probably was. Sure does. Uh, and it's not good.
1: It's really bad. It's really bad. But I'm sure um, that
0: you know now we're fighting against servers together. We're hashing things out, and Nyrene is on her way to like at least some some amount of peace. Um, uh, if by peace you mean
1: uh, eternal peace in <laughs> death
0: because she fucking
1: dies because she fucking dies bro uh they just they just kill her for no reason also literally no reason and it there's, accomplishes nothing there's a there's a new type of enemy i think they're called judicators or something like that adjutants adjutants same thing
0: um, they are reapers but they are made from they made from humans
1: made they from are made from whatever they can find uh they are they just are zombies basically Uh, and they can be any species. Uh, But I think it's just, like, a virus that's created that if you get infected with it, you turn into one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And throughout the entire, like, DLC, when you're fighting, because your two party members that you get are Nyrene and Arya, sometimes one at a time, uh, sometimes with both of them, but the, like, undercurrent of this whole thing is Arya being like, hey, why are you so scared of these, you know, adjutants? Like, you you are really good in combat against everything else, but you get, like, really uh, worked up and scared of them. Uh, as if she hasn't been here fighting them the whole time and watching all of her friends get turned into them. Mm-hmm. And she goes, damn, I thought you were cool, Nairine. And Nairene's like, you're just the worst person in the world. Just the worst person ever. Um, and then uh, Nairene's heroic way to die is to kill, like, eight adjutants so that Arya can go back into afterlife and kill the... Uh, uh, the guy in charge of the Cerberus occupation.
0: Because Arya gets really mad because Nairine is dead, and it's supposed to be like, oh, look, she really does care, but it doesn't mean anything.
1: It doesn't, and then she immediately stops caring.
0: Yeah, because she doesn't change. She doesn't, like, grow because, like, Nairene has left this influence on her. Um, she just goes back to being her normal self, but angrier. She's,
1: she's the same rancid bitch. It just sucks. It just sucks so bad. The Omega DLC is just... It's maybe the worst thing in the game.
0: It's fun. Like the as far as like gameplay goes, it's it's like it's an enjoyable little
1: incorrect mission. because I ran into a bug where if I used biotic charge at all, my character would immediately drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> without moving, well, without hitting anybody, they would just die. So half of my powers were gone.
0: Well, I didn't have that problem. I just was enjoying the new cat girl. The new cat girl. Nairen looks like a cat. They're bird people. I know. But even when Grunt is when Grunt gets drunk, he says, No, they look like cats. Oh, I didn't see that. Because when uh when she has her hood up, she just
1: looks like a cat. I didn't I didn't see that in Nairene. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, Nyrene is anyway, cool. Nireen um, was very cool. She was the only good person um like, the only person I was rooting for in Mass Effect who's not a Krogan.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, and isn't Legion. Legion's so fucking good. Legion's so fucking good. shout out to Legion.
0: Yeah. Um, Sorry. That's Omega. Not Nothing... Sorry, you. Yeah. Nothing too much to say about Omega. Um... Except that it sucks. Yeah. Also, they killed the lesbian. Yeah. There are two well there's one act there's one like actually stated lesbian character in the mass effect trilogy and then there's nirene who we can assume to be
1: yeah we we know she Um, dates women
0: yes um and one of them dies the other one maybe potentially dies. I don't know how the new endings sort that out, but um, I think maybe Trainer survives regardless, but
1: re- anyway. I don't know. She's she's
0: basically not mentioned. She doesn't matter. Even if you yeah. were, like, I don't know, like, dating her or whatever. I don't know who would do that, but uh, Yeah. Um, yeah. There's like, oh, look. The representation. <clears throat> dead uh it's very funny that um the wiki calls uh, samantha trainer who is your like personal assistant in in lieu of uh what's her name the redhead from last game uh uh, kelly kelly chambers Chambers. um your new assistant is samantha trainer and uh the wiki calls her the first openly lesbian Mass Effect character as if there are any others. <laughs> you can't say the first when she's the only. I mean, it's technically, technically true. Technically <laughs> true. Um, there is one moment where somebody refers to Shepard as they them at the end of this game.
1: That's just because they were lazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, they didn't want to do two versions of that one. Um, My Shepard got misgendered. Oh. Uh well,
1: it might be just the military thing, but at the end of the game, a lot of the soldiers were calling my shepherd, sir. Uh I don't think I
0: got any of that.
1: Maybe I just had uh, a fun just a fun little bug.
0: I know that there were multiple points where people said ma'am and it weirded me out. Yeah. But that was like sprinkled throughout. Yeah. Um Uh we're skipping over some stuff here. Oh, uh, what did I miss? Well, we haven't really talked about any of the side missions at all, which is where, like, cameos for characters from old games show up.
1: Right, yeah, there's, like, a little thing where you can go help a planet with a Rachni. Uh, Like, apparently some of the Rachni have come back and are evil, Um, and the Krogan were investigating that, and when you go figure out who is the last, like, crew going to look into it, it's Grunt's crew.
0: Yeah, you save Grunt. You save the Reckback cream. Everyone's happy, except the Grunt's team dies, but it's fine. Nobody Whatever, cares. fuck them. This yeah. is,
1: they're not Grunt, so... <laughs>
0: not my and problem. Then, then there's also like, oh, you can do a little one-off mission to repair a comm tower and meet Jacob again, and he's there. And yes. Jacob is such little a character, so little a character that they forgot he was Biotic. yeah. <laughs> like, They, they didn't remember Jacob to the point, to the extent that they just forgot what his character was, which was, (laughs) he's also a biotic, and that's like, he doesn't do any biotic things. He just shoots, he just runs, he just. Uh, tries to do things even though he's wounded. Maybe he forgot he's biotic. Maybe he did. Maybe he forgot. <laughs> I almost even expected he doesn't him to know who Jacob is. <laughs> I almost <laughs> expected him to say, "Yeah, I got my got my implant taken out." Or something. <laughs> I feel
1: so much better now.
0: No yeah, more headaches. I saw, that, saw that Reaper and I was like, "Oh, I'm taking this chip out." <laughs> yeah, I'm not dealing with that shit. Um, other stuff is like the Reapers attack a monastery that has the Arda Yakshi so you help oh was that a side mission? yeah
1: oh okay I thought that was on the main uh, on the main one no that's a side mission okay great did you miss it? no I did it Uh, I just didn't realize it was like a side mission I think because it's on the planet like when you are on one of the important planets you get multiple objectives you can select and they're each a different Mm -hmm. mission Uh, And I had forgotten that you can, like, skip some of them.
0: Um, Unless
1: it's not on Thessia, in which case I'm just a dipshit and I just didn't think about it. It's not on Thessia. Alright, well then I'm just a dipshit and didn't think about it.
0: (laughs) Um, But, you know, you you go there, you save one of the sisters. uh, The other one sacrifices herself to blow up a bomb to destroy all the Reapers. And so then you have to stop Samara. It's also
1: where you're supposed to be introduced to Banshees.
0: Yes, which are, so, at this point, a thing that has happened is the Reapers are taking the different species in the galaxy and turning them into and agents of their them. will. They are jokerified. Uh, there are Marauders, who are the Turians. They're just kind of a standard uh, enemy type that's a little bit tougher than, like, a cannibal. Which Why I think, are they called cannibals? Because they make, they're made up from parts of all the other... Other ones. It's just stupid. That's all. Um, husks are the human ones. You know, we know that already. Yep. Um, Banshees are the Asari ones. And they're tall and skinny and sort of tree-like. And also, they're all pregnant. And
1: they're all pregnant, baby. They all
0: have pregger bellies.
1: Why? Why did you design them like this? Is pregnancy scary? Is that the idea? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're pregnant with Reapers. Ooh, yuck. Um, I like that they're all implied to be Ardite Yakshi. Uh, but there aren't that many Art but at Yakshi. But there aren't that many Ardat
0: Yakshi, you say. Well, they didn't think about that one. I think they just... I, I don't think that they're all Ardite Yakshi. They just wanted to make a Super Banshee from an Ardat Yakshi. I guess... I don't know.
1: It feels like the implication is that they're all supposed to be Aryakshi.
0: No, because the whole commando team that got sent in were were converted.
1: We're all jokerified, right? Okay.
0: Yeah. Come on. I, get I with guess the lore. <laughs> no, they didn't help me do
1: that. <laughs> they made it very unclear. Anyway, well, I just figured that they were eaten by the banshees, and maybe that's why they're pregnant. I don't know
0: oh they're just very full they had a nice meal they had a nice meal they're
1: all just kind of bloated
0: <laughs> same bro the reapers create them specifically from asari with active or latent predispositions to becoming ardat a rare neuron. condition this sucks told you <laughs> lumbering as though in constant a pain, rare condition <laughs> super rare so rare that there are only three in existence and they're all sisters and they're all samara's kids
1: uh what's up samara missed you you're the only
0: character we missed uh that's she's cool. she's I cool. like she's cool samara's cool listen when they are in space with magic powers cops can be cool it's so true especially if they're oath bound especially if they're oath-bound. and that's not just like a thing that they call themselves no <laughs> Uh, the wiki also describes Banshees as frighteningly intelligent. Are you sure? Because all they do is scream at you. <laughs> they
1: scream. Maybe that's really
0: smart. The worst combat encounter in the game that I had to do was the one with the two Banshees at the end with the- Yes. With the turret. Because the auto save the autosave triggered as I was losing my shield from something. Oh, good. So I started every save with no shield.
1: Yeah. Um... Here's a fun little a fun little thing that the Banshees do, is auto-kill you if they get close to you. Even if you're invisible. Even if you're invisible. Even if you do the, um... Like, dodge roll away from them. They will just grab you and pull you back to them. Uh, they... I forgot that the auto-kill animations were actually in the single-player, because I remembered them from the multiplayer. Uh, but, uh... They're in the they're in the single
0: player, and I died to it way too much. I only died to it once in that last fight because because it was like, oh, I have my, I have my gun, I have a gun now, I have Capital the gun. gun, I have the gun, um, the suppressor pistol.
1: I will say, I was amazed at how strong that gun is. It's an, it's it's really just incredible. It's very strong. They were just like hey, here, fuck it, we don't care. No one uses pistols in this game.
0: It's fine. Yeah. <sighs> um. So Samara's cool. You can stop her from uh, shooting herself, which you should probably do.
1: Yeah, we should probably do.
0: Because she's like, oh no, the monastery's
1: been destroyed. That means that the yard at Yakshi can't be at the monastery, which means that I have to kill my child. Psych, I'm killing myself before I do
0: that. Um and then you're like, no, you can just stay here. She's just stays here in the monastery even though it's blown up.
1: She's like, no mom, it's okay, I'll just stay here in the ruins, haha.
0: It's fun don't you're so sexy, don't kill
1: yourself.
2: <laughs> Shut up.
0: <laughs> and you can tell Samara to just stay with her instead of joining the war effort. But I didn't
1: uh I yeah, I think I said, Are you sure you don't want to
0: just stay here? And
1: she's like, Yeah, I don't really feel like it. I like her, but not that much.
0: <laughs> uh Samara's cool. She should, Samara's be cool.
1: she should be in a way better game.
0: Um yeah.
1: So uh what I'm trying else? to think of any
0: other side missions bunch of fun to... little
1: side missions on the multiplayer maps uh that I showed up at and I was like, Oh right, they <laughs> did
0: this. Uh, there's Jacob I'm sure there was a Miranda one But I missed Yep, um, there was I well, assume Was that there? I, Cause I as-
1: Horizon cause is her she- mission
0: No, but she did ask my help At one point And then I don't remember if I did that I don't think I If you her. go,
1: so if you go over to the Citadel When she asks to see you um, You can see her and she says Hey, can you give me access to the Alliance computer? I promise it's important <laughs> and you could say yes or no.
0: Um, I talked to her very early on, and then she never showed up again. Yeah. Um, any other characters? Who else? Like, I, I assume Kasumi and Zaid are in this game somewhere. Oh, right? Zaid is uh, Zaid's on the Citadel. Huh. Okay. Uh, I feel like there were more, but I can't remember any other side missions right now. Um, it's because they're not that important. That's they're not. Uh, but they do a thing in the Citadel DLC. Uh, no wait, and in a couple of other things, I think in the story mission on Tuchanka, um, they have this. They've figured something out, which is that. They like having a set character for a mission so that they can write but like they can write intentional banter dialogue. Specific yeah, specific banters. Uh which means that you get a lot of like here's a one off mission with a character you know, but they're not in your party. Um and you're just helping them do a thing, and they're going to, like, be their character at you for a little bit. Which is like almost good sometimes. Yeah. Uh unless they forget what your what the character acts like (laughs) like like with rex Uh, yeah (laughs) um oh boy rex so i did the citadel dlc right after the citadel invasion because that's the earliest you can do it which means that i missed out on a lot of shit at the party because most like four or five characters that could have been there weren't
1: yeah, I did the Citadel DLC right before the point of no return because that was when that DLC came out was the it's the yeah. last thing they did for Mass Effect, so I left it for late. Uh but let's let's just solve the Quarians real quick. Yeah, let's just solve this. Uh so um back over with the Quarians on Rannoch They decided, hey, you know what would be a really good time to try and kill all the geth and take back our home is right before the Reapers invade. And we know they're going to invade, but I'm not worried about that. Um, I'm relaxed of it. I'm (laughs) relaxed. I don't. I feel nothing about this. Uh, Tally is an admiral now. Uh, She is. She is one of the people who is on their admiral council because she says it's just because her dad was. But. In in reality, it's because she's been working with Shepard, and also because she has worked with an actual Geth, uh, previously. Yeah. Um. So you go over there, and she's like, "Yeah, we've been uh just trying to kill all the Geth and take back our homeworld. Uh, remember how we were like cool with the Geth last time? I'm not now. Uh, and there's some arguments among the uh, admirals." Um, I don't remember anybody's name from this section. So, uh Admiral number 1 says, "I don't think we should have started fighting the Geth. Clearly, it was a bad idea." Admiral number 2 says, "Uh no, we have to kill all the Geth and take back our homeworld. Tally says, "I agree with Admiral number 1, but I said I agree with Admiral number 2 because I wanted to show a united front for the admirals."
0: Because she's say- a coward. You also said Admiral number 3. You pick right. him up from Rannoch.
1: He's in charge of the citizens.
0: Yeah, he's in charge of the citizens' fleet. Which I guess is just, like, the explicit not
1: military ships, but they are they are military ships now because uh they need everybody to fight this war, not just half the people or whatever. Right, exactly. Um, um so you're tasked with, like, fighting a Geth Dreadnought with one of their big ships, um... And the problem is that the Reapers have taken over the Geth, and that is what has stopped the Quarians from actually winning this war so far. Um, which is stupid.
0: Yeah. Um well they they turned to the Reapers in desperation because the Quarians were going to wipe them out. Well yeah, and the Quarians were gonna do genocide. That's and the geth said, Hey, a
1: little help, my friends. And they said, Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, you go and try to shut down, like, the Reaper connection to the Geth, um, which you find out is being channeled through Legion, specifically, uh, and he's being, like, held, uh, in a big, like, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the, he's just in, like, uh, robot jail. Um, and he can't break out, there are hardware locks installed on him, except if you just break them, it's fine. You just can't hack them. Um, right so you break him out and then all the geth uh lose their reaper upgrades but legion's like hey we kind of had free will for a minute there uh do you think you could get that back for us or he doesn't really tell you but he kind of kept the code it's like (laughs) I, i just put it in my back pocket
0: and then you have to be like upset about that like, yeah, Shepherd... you have to
1: be like, hey, why didn't you tell me? I thought we were cool. And he goes, Well, because you've been helping the Quarians this whole fucking time. The entire mission, game one, was to kill all of the Geth. And Shepard goes, Yeah, understandable. <laughs> 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 um Yeah. So um you can go with uh Legion and he hacks your brain into a server. Um and you can go help take out all of the reaper uh leftover code uh out of all of the Geth. and you can see the Geth's memories of what the Quarions were like uh during the whole um their whole war the first war they Yeah, had. when it started. Yeah. Um which and are all really bad.
0: It's fine. It's, it's completely it sucks. fine. sucks. It's the su-
1: well, I mean, it's all it the is... stuff that we had seen.
0: It is, like, the most basic, um, here's AI becoming sentient and the people who made it freaking out. Like, freaking out.
1: And, like, there's, there's like, at least some Koreans who are like, hey, I don't think we should kill all these, like, their people now. And the other Koreans being like, nope, they gotta die. Anyway,
0: uh, uh, get sympathizers, you too, and shoot them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... And then it turns out, um, like, you see a Geth like, just asking, what did I do wrong? And everyone telling him to shut down. And it's saying, like, but what's wrong? What did I do wrong? I, wanted, I want to fix it so I can do it right. And they're like, it's ignoring shutdown orders. We have to, like, turn off the audio. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear it talk as we, like, tinker with it. Yes. Uh, But instead of thinking, oh, these are people now. That's neat. Uh, We have to radically restructure our society so that we don't have slaves anymore. Uh, Instead of doing that, they opt for all-out genocide. Yeah. Yeah, they did do that. Um, Sucks. Hate it. Um, Then you get out, and all the geth get into some big buff bodies and Legion's like, we want to help you. Yes. And you're like, hell yeah, nice. Thanks. Uh, And then you have to actually fight the Reaper. There's some other, like we said, there's some side objectives here that affect how the main mission goes. Right. Um, You fight a Reaper on Rannoch. You do. You actually touch down on the Quarian homeworld and uh, You have a little... the the
1: moment with um the moment with uh, uh what's her name? Uh Tally, Tally where you land on the planet with her is actually pretty nice.
0: Yeah. Uh her first moments on the planet were in a side mission. And she had yep. a little dialogue where she like, wow, I can't believe I'm really here. And then in the main mission, she has her real first time on the... Yes.
1: <laughs> I didn't mean it
0: last time. We weren't actually here. Don't tell anybody we but, were here. And she comes down and the first thing she does is, well, I've claimed this land. This is my land now. This is
1: my land now.
0: Which is... hmm, <laughs> uh, Mass Effect doesn't want to think about... um. The intricacies of what that means. And Shepard
1: says, hey, shouldn't we go get you, like, some beachfront
0: property, too? Uh, Which like, you do. Mm, yeah, you do do that. Um, but Mass Effect isn't interested in questions of, like, what is it to colonize a world that was already yours but was taken, but now it's your homeland, so you're back? But there's someone else living there? Uh, So how do you... Hmm, ho, ah, ha! He tugs collar. Uh, Mass Effect just r- doesn't see it. Just I, no. I pretend I, sim- I, do not I do not see not it. See it. <laughs> um, all of those questions, which would be interesting to have a sci-fi book explore, um, yep, just not an issue. No, I, I know that like the Gath and the Quarians are so radically different that like issues like we want to live next to the river so we can drink water uh, are not going to displace the geth who don't exist in physical bodies unless they need to. God. um, Like that's just a radically different thing than real world. Uh, places where people are moving in and out of a space and cohabitating with people. Um, but it is still, they're still evoking some real real world analogs here a little bit, I feel. A little bit. Yes. Anyway, you call down an orbital strike by pointing a laser at a thing to target and it's like, oh, let it How many up. times
1: did you die doing this? Three. I, I died like four times doing this. It sucks. It's a terrible yeah. mission. It's a cool idea.
0: Cool idea executed about as badly as it could be. I mean, how do you make a good cinematic thing in the Mass Effect engine? Uh, It turns out you can't. I don't know. Just do a QTE. (laughs) Well, this game does have QTEs now. They're just called Paragon and Renegade interrupts. That's true. Just do that. Have no moral weight. Like it's a Paragon interrupt to give Anderson a handshake.
1: Yeah, we're making pretty good time. We are. We're doing pretty good. That's what happens
0: when we have an outline. Um, I don't have much to say about Rannoch, except that, like, this whole conflict is just pointless. <laughs> like, it's really stupid. You can, um, the the main
1: conflict at the end of this mission is, get, uh, Legion saved that Reaper code, um, but only the parts that would, like, upgrade them to have each of the units have, like, free will and their own, you know... Uh, th- like each right. body would
0: have it th- would be a person at that point, which which is one is a weird thing to think of as an upgrade because it's really yes. just it's okay. It it is the embodiment equivalent of passing because it's just like <laughs> yeah. oh now we're individuals just like you right, right? when like they were
1: already like a system with free will and intelligence
0: right it's just like um. Uh what's the fucking word? Con-, con conforming? Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, con- it's probably what I'm uh, looking for. Performance? No, no, it's the uh assimilation is what word I was looking for. Sure. It's assimilating their physical form to like accommodate other species expectations of what a sp- sapient intelligent being looks like. Rather than just accepting that the Geth are different and have their own method of being, which involves servers and computers and, like, beaming into a physical body to occupy it to complete a task. uh, Now, I guess we want the Geth to be a personified, like, embodied physically uh, species. Whereas Legion's whole thing is that it is intelligent because it has, like a thousand times the number of processes that a normal uh, suit would have in it. Yeah. Which is like, so Legion is like 1183 people,
1: basically. Uh, Good for them.
0: Yeah, no. and it's like, what is the difference? Because uh, you, you already have free will. Do you now just know that you have free right. will? Right. Because right. what's the you, what's the upgrade? The they say that the question that started the war is a Geth saying, "Does this unit have a soul?" So what is the upgrade really? Yeah, is it this like okay? If I choose to, I can take a like a certain amount of Geth in a suit and coordinate off as individual and consider that an upgrade. Like I am now me. I am an individual person separate from geth, the collective. And that is an upgrade because if that's what the philosophy of the game is, that's fucked up. Like if the concept of individuality is this cosmic upgrade for the geth, that's like the most, capitalist shit in the world yeah yes um anyway it's gonna upload all of this to all the geth and the quarians are like oh we're gonna kill all the geth now that they're weak because they don't have the reaper code and you have to be like no dude just stand down or else they'll fight back (laughs) yes this i think was the first time that i started getting Paragon Renegade options.
1: Yeah, I think this is one of the first parts where you
0: get them. And they appear again throughout the second half of the game, and it's usually like... As before, here's your third option. Do you want to be nice or mean about it? Yeah. With one one exception that I felt felt had to be scripted. Um, But... Anyway, you do all this stuff. You destroy a reaper, and it talks to you at the end.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and it says, organics and synthetics must always be at war. Uh, because, uh, I don't know. There's no I reason. Know. Game like, doesn't, you, t- game you doesn't know either. literally just negotiated peace between the Quarians and the Geth. Um, so, it seems like the reapers have this idea and they can't let go of it
1: it's um, it's goofy
0: it's goofy
1: it's the same i guess i guess it's the same argument as like no we ran we ran the results the krogan will always rebel like but it's krogan the will inevitably. right it's the salarians saying no if you get rid of the Genophage, the krogan are going to be too many of them they'll kill everyone
0: but like, then... that's not at the same time, there's a line from Javik where he's like, that's what happens when you let machines think for you. You become their slaves. It's like... Bro. But by trusting in these predictions of what's going to happen, you're not actually going to make your own choices. You're going to act in line with what the these algorithms decide for you. Yes. Um, but the truth is... Uh, I'm going to jump ahead... Because I'm going okay. to switch the next two.
1: Okay.
0: Because uh, I actually did Leviathan before the Citadel invasion. I think I did Omega and Leviathan as soon as possible. That's um, fair. Leviathan DLC introduces some backstory for the Reapers.
1: It's so stupid. Uh, fi- and-
0: <laughs> what? It's so bad. Um, it's the closest this game gets to being like. Interesting, I guess. Um, No, basically, there were some aliens that looked like what the Reapers look like.
2: (laughs) The starfish
0: people—they're the real ones. Like all this stuff that comes from generations before, which we thought was Prothean, but we now realize was like, oh, they were uh, mass relays were built by the Reapers, and that's true i think that's true that the reapers created the mastery of but the leviathans were the entities that created everything before that so they're the true like we evolved baseline life from from cells into beings into like sapient beings into spacefaring beings without any help from like the cycle right yeah um and they created an intelligence to help manage the galaxy i guess um and the solution that that intelligence came to to stop synthetics from overthrowing organics was to kill use synthetics to kill organics before they they can create synthetics to kill the organics uh, this is where the reapers come from And Uh I think that there is something interesting by accident here.
1: Try and convince me, because I don't think so.
0: So, the Reapers and the intelligence behind the Reapers tell you that synthetics will always turn on organics. Always. This will be the cause of chaos and will cause the eradication of life. But... You could argue that that perspective is limited because all it is is a justification of their own actions because they say this is inevitable because that's the decision they came to. They chose to turn on the Leviathans and slaughter them and turn them into the first Reaper, which is Harbinger, by the way. Um, uh, They chose to do that, and so they have convinced themselves that that was the only option available and like they have hammered home this idea of inevitability to sort of justify to themselves the actions that they took you could make that argument about and you can make that interpretation of the reapers and the uh what are we calling it the catalyst the the the, the star child you know what i mean the intelligent oh the
1: star child was a
0: starfish child oh man yeah. wow uh, see, I think that that interpretation exists within this text. I don't think the game knows about that because it does it never presents either evidence for or against the claim that synthetics will always rise up against organics because the whole framework is is contrived by the synthetics who rose against their organics well, right, and all Shepard
1: ends up saying is like, But you're killing us.' How can we live in peace when you're killing us?
0: Anyway, um the Leviathan DLC is you going to the same apartment 3 times to look for yep. clues on where to yep. go next. Yep. <laughs> I'm I don't run have a
1: cross-check on this one. Some search results may be
0: irrelevant. I don't really have that much to say about this, um as a whole, I think that it's neat to go and get in a mech and fall to the bottom of the ocean that and part talk was cool. to the ancient aliens that are like millions of years old.
1: They can okay here's my problem is the the um Leviathans clearly without much effort start mind controlling all the reapers on the planet that you lead them to. Mhm. And then just have them kill each other.
0: But they were all eradicated by the by the Re- by the reapers. Well, they got a they got a sneaky hit in at the start. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: <laughs> oh, Okay. I don't um, understand the idea that this like the Leviathan uh well, Also, why did did the Leviathans, in the first place, make this AI to tell them what would happen to all the synthetics?
0: I'm a little bit fuzzy on what the intelligence was initially created to do. I think it was to manage their galaxy-wide empire of other species. Who
1: all obeyed them. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, just just forever. But then why did they need this? If they had all of the other organic species under control, why did they care about synthetic life? Uh... It just... This DLC doesn't make any fucking sense. It makes everything worse to me. So I'm getting
0: distracted by the fucking club next door. <laughs> What's happening? What's popping? <laughs> um... Uh, they're, they're shouting and screaming, they don't know about COVID.
1: <laughs> I wish I didn't know about COVID.
0: Uh, so, okay, so over time, they observed that their thrall species would frequently build synthetic constructs to aid them, and these synthetics consistently rebelled, wiping out many thrall species. The uh, Leviathans created an intelligence with the mandate to preserve life at all costs. <clears throat> right, I forgot. This DLC okay. is doing iRobot right the the unspoken rule zero <laughs> yes um so they saw this happen a few times or however many times and they decided that it the the intelligence decided that it was inevitable
1: that i hate i hate this i hate that it sucks this is <sighs> this is and just and also an- it doesn't add anything to the ending <clears throat> this dlc was released as like uh well, here's some extra information that makes the ending make more sense, and it makes it worse.
0: So I guess the thing that I... The cool interpretation I just laid out is debunked by this little detail here. But, um... What you've done is you've just written... This is House Elves. You made House Elves! You provided... You've provided a, like, textual, factual answer to a philosophical question. You have made it canon in the text and in the setting of Mass Effect that, yes, synthetics will eventually uh, rebel against and completely annihilate organics. Um, Now, whether that means that, like, oh, you know, there are different contexts and, like, oh, maybe this time it won't. It's like... The truth... Laid out in literal history of the setting is that that is has maintained truth
1: that has been true the whole time. Sure,
0: which is just bad writing. <laughs> it's bad. It sucks. If you have especially a history... since you
1: can broker peace with another synthetic race,
0: yeah. Like also since Edie exists, like okay, it's one thing to say that they will always rebel, right? Like, rebellion is a word you can use for, like, a- acknowledging your station in life and seeking to change it against these societal wishes of the other species, right? You could call that rebellion every time, probably. Yeah. Um, It's the part where they always wipe out their creators that is like, hmm. Um, well, it says consistently rebelled, wiping out many Thrall species. Uh, if you just have a, a thrall species that, like, gives personhood to robots when they show up, then you don't have war. It's easy. It's easy to just have ideals. <laughs> it's not very hard to do that. If you control out. the whole galaxy, you can instill ideals in the people that you, like, have control over. If if you're so powerful. Also, like, what, what do these Leviathans need? They're just chillin'. They're just chilling in the
1: ocean. They're just vibing. What the fuck do they care about any of this? Why Why do they need to mind control all the other species?
0: Um. Well, uh, proud and aloof, they regard themselves as the galaxy's first and only apex race and think of the other races as mere tools meant to serve them. I don't think that answered my
1: question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we got anything out of that little answer. I hate this DLC. It sucks. I like the part where you're in the robot and you go under the water. That part. I love cool. Soma. <laughs> and then, yeah, the Soma part was cool. And then, fucking one of the personas from Persona Five pops up and he's like, "I'm an evil starfish and I can control your brain." And you go, "Oh, okay. Why did you let them make Reapers?" And he goes, "Get the fuck
0: out of my water." <laughs> to be fair, you said this before. If they can just mind control the Reapers, why did they get like? Defeated by them, but they didn't have Reapers at that point. They, they had the one first- AI.
1: They made an AI, I guess.
0: There was an AI, and it used other means to destroy the Leviathans, because they didn't have Reapers until they killed the Leviathans. I- so maybe having all of the essence of but- like the thing in one shell makes it easier for the Leviathans to control, because now it's an individual. But what about all of the other species
1: that the Leviathans were controlling? Would about- they not step in to help?
0: <laughs> no. Question. <mark. laughs> what the fuck? Listen, because I said, it is I implied that game. they are it
1: is implied that they are controlling like trillions of beings yes. across the universe. Like what the fuck? How did you let this happen? Leviathans suck. If they're either completely incompetent <laughs> Or just monumentally uh stupid. It's one or the other and it's impossible to know. I think they were simply written poorly. Well, yeah, I mean like we know bioware's incompetent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that one's not a question. Um But there's it but this is a thing, right? Like consistently we're getting sixty five percent of a thing from Mass Effect. And then we come up with an answer, yeah. and Mass Effect comes up with like a worse. And the answer. Mass Effect comes back and says no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Our answer's
1: way worse. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. but Give me the give me the Leviathan mech for the rest of the game. Thank you. Give me the fun little Atlas suit. It's red. It's it's Char's uh, titan. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Next up, we have Thessia.
1: Um. Thessia is where the Asari are from. Uh, and they it, have the Sorry Counselor messages and says, hey, Shepard, we've been keeping a Perthian beacon under our temple for the last billion years. Uh, and Shepard goes, excuse me.
0: Why didn't you just tell me this? Gareth on this mission is like a couple of uh, scientific breakthroughs every couple hundred years and your people would rule the galaxy, which they basically do.
1: Yeah. And uh, uh, Javik says as much as well. Um, if you bring Javik on this mission, he, uh, points out that every single one of the uh, illustrations of the Asari goddess, uh, kind of looks a lot like a Prothean, huh? Hmm. 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 Aren't you all stupid?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't believe you guys warped all of these events into, you know, uh, a faith. Uh, which, you know, that wouldn't ever happen over the course of, like, 50,000 years. That's ridiculous. No, no.
0: Uh, Javik that one sucks. T- remember that one time Ashley asked if we believed in God? Yeah. I wonder if what happens if you bring Ashley on this mission. Uh, nobody's ever found out, actually.
1: <laughs> no, they didn't write <laughs> dialogue a, for that. That's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, the dialogue isn't the game. It's just that nobody's brought. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I, d- it I don't know. Uh, I doubt that to... they
1: remember they had Ashley say that line. That's the real answer, is they don't know.
0: You make it to the temple. You burn through a lot of Asari troops to get there. Uh, you feel very bad about war. Um, and then you unlock the Prothean Beacon. And oh, who's that? That's Kai Lang's music. <laughs> That's Kai Leng's music! Oh, he shit! He shows up. And you duel him, except that also he has a gunship that blinds you with its spotlight so that he can recharge his shields, because you, you can't win this fight.
1: You can obliterate this twink, and he still comes back. Um, I don't know that he's a twink, but... <laughs> he's, yeah, he's probably not really a twink, he just sucks. That's kind of what I associate twink with. Oh, okay, he just guy, guy who twink, sucks <laughs>
0: twinkness with sucking, I gotcha. Uh-huh. Um... So, also fun fact that I learned from the, like, greater Mass Effect community in doing some other reading is that Kailang canonically is, like, repulsed by the sight of aliens. So that's neat. Wait, what? That's why it's with Cerberus. Yeah, he's, like, he hates aliens so much. Uh, he he also describes Asari as horish. Oh! Well, that's... Yeah. What a fun guy! Uh-huh. Uh, so you lose this duel with him because the script says you have to lose this duel with him.
1: And you have to fall off a cliff. You have to fall off a cliff for a little bit, but you're okay. And Um, he he eats the Prothean, a a VI that pops out.
0: Yeah, he just slurps it right up and leaves. uh, And then emails you after the mission (laughs) to say, Ha ha, idiot, I beat you!
1: (laughs) 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 Ha ha! fucking so (laughs) stupid! I hacked the email account of the... Of the Asari, like, leaders And emailed you that you suck
0: (laughs) Specifically I'm pulling it up now
1: (laughs) Kylang is the fucking Joker, bro
0: he says, good, you opened this message. This isn't actually a sorry military command. They're busy tending to what's left of their planet. So you survived our fight on Thessia. You're not as weak as I thought, but never forget that your best wasn't good enough to stop me. Now an entire planet is dying because you lack the strength to win. The legend of Shepard needs to be rewritten. I hope I'm there for the fi- the last chapter. It ends with your death. KL. <laughs> You're from KL. From KL. Um, Just in case you
1: couldn't figure out who it was from. It's from Kai Lang.
0: This fucking ridiculous asshole. This edgy motherfucker who's like so cocksure that he's just like hacking into your email to say, Haha, idiot, I beat you. Yeah. Um, (sighs) Also, the Legend of Shepard needs to be rewritten end of email no wait i hope i'm there for the last <laughs> chapter no wait i need to say one more th- wait wait it wait, wait, ends wait. With your death i don't think she'll get it if i don't say that
1: if i don't say that. <laughs> god it's this so guy's such a
0: fucking chump
1: He's such an idiot
2: <sighs>
0: but so you fail Thessia falls and um and then you have ptsd again <laughs> And Shepard is like shaken by this loss because that's the only time you've ever failed a mission in Mass Effect. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> you message you, you call up Anderson and you're like, "Bro, what the fuck just happened?"
0: And Anderson says, "Well, you got to learn how to take the L." God, even Vermeer didn't have like this level of Shepard sulking because she she doesn't
1: up. even fucking care. She's like, yeah, I left Ashley on Vermeer. What of it?
0: There's a reason her name is Ash. <laughs> Big
1: fucking... <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Ashley Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal.
0: Um, Absolutely devastating.
1: Uh, so... um. You get everybody together and you say, I'm fucking tired of Cerberus. Does anybody know where Cerberus operates out of? <laughs> anybody first... here in the
0: club know where Cerberus is? But first we have to take a break. Oh, why are we taking a break? Because we have mandated shore leave.
1: Right. I Is this where Citadel fits in? Yeah, it has to. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so Citadel
0: happens. <sighs> okay, so there's two halves of this yes the first half is someone's trying to steal the normandy also Uh they're hacking into all of your files (laughs) they're hacking all IPs simultaneously they've stolen all your files (laughs) and your specter codes also i'm here uh alliance personnel member that you've never met before hello i'm not suspicious hey it's me i'm a cool lady with a ponytail
1: and also i'm scared of guns
0: And Uh. so it starts off with this, like, mission where you, like, you have to go to the sushi restaurant and hang out with Joker. And he's like, so why'd you invite me out? And you're like, wait, you invited me out. And then the Joker shows up. (laughs) A big squad of mercs comes into the restaurant and the lead guy is, like, talking all smooth and jokey. Like, all right, let's get this show on the road, et cetera, and so on. He does some quips. Um, And you quickly realize that the tone of the game has shifted quite a bit. Oh, this ooh, um, this is funny now. Cuz you tell Joker to leave out through the back and then when somebody turns to shoot him, you take that guy's gun and kill him and Joker's like, "I you were using me as bait?" And then yes. he keeps asking you that for the next like 30 for seconds. For the next
1: yeah. yeah, well also for the rest of the hour also. Well,
0: it comes back at the end. But. Yeah. Um, that's not a moral decision. That's just a joke.
1: It's just a joke. It's, listen, there's no moral
0: decisions in this one. It's all jokes, baby. Um, Um, here's the thing. Yeah. I appreciate the attempt. Because at least in this, it feels like it's written. Like, there are writers working on, on this one. Where it's like, with intent, I mean. Obviously, the words are written in the other parts of the game. But this is like the first time people are writing... With intention, yes. They're just shooting a million jokes at you. They're they are trying their hardest. You, they basically turn this into a, like an uncharted situation where like you get you lose all your you lose everything that you have and you just pick up this gun, which is the suppressor gun that we've uh, been so we've been talking about a of. lot. And you just go through this whole mission of uh, trying to get back to the ship. Yes. And meeting up with Liara, who is, like, horny for you immediately. Yeah.
1: Which I guess is kind of funny.
0: Because um, uh,
1: he's not nearly this forward in, like, the main game. Right. Uh And then Rex shows up. And he starts calling everyone princess? Yeah. He's just... He just crashes into the game. He's there now. He's there. I mean, I appreciate <laughs> that he's there. Thank you, Rex. But also stop yeah. doing gender.
0: Yeah, stop doing gender. Um... And then there's just a lot of banter. There's like a lot of banter. Yeah. Until you eventually you like you go to this casino and you try to track down this arms dealer guy to try and figure out who's hiring these mercs to kill you. And then you trace it back to the the original person who wants to kill you. And it's you. Uh huh. It's an evil clone because when Cerberus brought you back to life, they also made a clone of you. Yes. But then abandoned her because they didn't really Because really they didn't, didn't really need, need
1: a, a Shepherd clone. But <laughs> now that Shepherd had left Cerberus, they kinda needed her again.
0: Um and so now you have to chase after your clone while enduring lots of jokes. And then at some point you go through like a museum and you get lots of little holographic memory like uh like history moments. Yeah, uh, like the Asari discovering the Citadel for the first time, or the founding of the Spectres, or the time that all the species on the Citadel banded together to kill the synthetics that were achieving sentience. Um, and then, like, <clears throat> you get locked into a little box, in a little vault, and uh, the evil shepherd says, I should go. You, yeah. get Do you get, get it you get it because that's what Shepard says at the end of most of her conversations in yep. the first game mm-hmm. and then Shepard's like i don't sound like that i say more th- i say things like we'll talk more later which is what she says in the second game yeah <laughs> for generic conversations yes um <clears throat> there was one or two jokes that actually landed for me yeah
1: there were there's um, one or two <clears throat> but they shoot when... so many
0: they do shoot a lot. Uh, when it says, it gives you the mission prompt mingle to like blend in at the casino and then like a million mission objectives pop up as and point to all the different places you can go to mingle with yes. the crowds. Yes. That was okay. Was that supposed to be a joke? I feel like it, it was a joke.
1: I, I don't know. I did not get joke on that one. I mean like, that's fair. It is funny.
0: I don't remember what the other joke like was. felt like it was unintentional. It's pretty damning that I can't name the other joke that I think, <laughs> It's cuz it's 2 out of 4000. Yeah, that's true.
1: They are constantly launching jokes, but nobody in this crew is likable enough except for Rex, but they're fucking him over uh with this entire thing. <clears throat> and like and it's just not characters
0: fun. none of the characters are really acting like themselves
1: anymore. Right, we've entered the Bizarro universe where everybody's just kind of everybody's just kind of the same.
0: You everyone is. Everyone could be played by Joy Baker. Yes. And nothing would be different. Anyway, uh, eventually she does get onto the Normandy and start to steal it, and you chase her, and you fight her, and wow, isn't that exciting? Um, and then at the end, you're given the option, do you save the clone or let her die? And you try to save her, and she's like, nah, and lets herself die anyway. Oh, I just killed her. Well, she just lets go of the ship and falls if you uh, try to help her up. But the reason is that you and her are in your final duel, right? You're, like, tussling. Yeah. You're rolling out the back of the sh- of the Normandy in the shuttle bay. And you both are hanging off the edge. And then y- Real Shepard has teammates that come in and help and, like, pull her up and save her. And then Clone Shepard looks over to the girl who's helping her, whose name I don't remember, She's uh, the yeah.
1: she's the not evil alliance person.
0: Yeah, exactly. And she just like, no, I'm not helping you and turns away. Um, because the power of friendship Eat shit. S- Go so- to hell.
1: How dare you? How dare you imply Mass Effect is a game about the power of friendship bioware. Go Here's to hell Here's the thing.
0: This DLC comes with a lot of interactions, like new tiny scenes. For all the different characters that you can trigger in this new area. uh, And just, like, you can go and shoot targets with Garrus. You can go take Javik to be a movie. Um, Well, that part's part of the DLC. If you are not playing the role of a Mass Effect fan, then you get lesser versions of all of those scenes. Yeah. Like, if you're not willing to be the character who, like, I'm going to let Garrus win this one... Then the scene just ends and it's very boring. If you're, if you're not going to play along with what happens in the movie scene, it's just going to be a meandering mess and nothing's going to happen and you're not going to like have any character moment. Um, yeah. There are a lot of things where it feels like I was being punished for not playing into the audience for this DLC, which is people who already care about these characters.
1: Yep. So that Garrus thing is actually in the main game. Oh, yeah, that's actually in the main game. That's not a DLC thing. The Javik one is the
0: DLC, um, and uh, the, then the, that means that the Garrus interaction is the one where you try to help him smooth talk. Pick up this a lady girl. A bar. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The one other female Tarian in the, the one game. other
1: female Tarian in the entire game is just some rando
0: who's at the bar. Um, that scene sucks. And it's pointless and nothing happens and you don't get a new insight into the character and you don't initiate any kind of character growth either. It's just And
1: it's all very silly because Garrus has a like reputation previously about being like a kind of smooth uh in theory, but I guess like this is the opposite where it's revealed that he's not, but it feels like well, very
0: forced. Well, I know that he's awkward in the romance path for him. Sure. And so I what my guess is is that fandom interpretation of garris as being awkward was sort of folded into the canon of this dlc much in the way that like you you see in like deathly hallows where hermione is like acting like fandom perception of hermione yeah you know what i mean or like it's an exaggerated version of the character um that's the impression i get that could be totally wrong I could be totally yeah. off base there but it really feels like this all of this DLC and all of these interactions are built specifically for people who really like Mass Effect who really oh, like it these is. characters yeah, it, it and are like is. really invested in the popular fan uh, vision of these characters
1: the thing is I know you're right because I, I interact with the people who this DLC is for and it sucks <laughs>
0: Um, anyway, I really wish that you could save Clone Shepherd and have her as a party member. That would be very funny. That would be so cool. But also, let me hit you with this idea. Okay. What if it was the other shepherd? What if it was like male shepherd? That would be super funny. That would be what if really it's your long lost
1: brother Shepherd? <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's another point where I or I think that the other shepherd model that you don't use could come in handy in this game. Uh, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but I just think they're wasting so much potential here. They could have added Clone Shepherd to your party, and then you could have two Shepherds. And think of what it would be like to have Clone Shepherd during, like, the fight with the Reapers. <laughs> oh, fuck. Two of them? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you could really write some interesting stories if that idea had been, like, a core part of... What if instead of Edie getting a body, you had a clone of Shepard? Yeah. Like, just straight up. Like, okay, no, we're done with, like, artificial intelligence. What about artificial human? Let's, like, have yes. that theme Let's instead. Move on. Um, anyway, uh, that's all I think we have to say about- No, wait, there's the second half of the Citadel DLC. There's the second half of the Citadel DLC.
1: Can I just <laughs> say, first of all, um, that when you do that Javik thing about the video- I thought and was so excited about (laughs) because I thought they were going to have tapped him to be in a porn and you were going to have to try and convince Javik to not be in a porn. Unfortunately, it was just... uh, Unfortunately, it's way less funny than that. They could have made so many better jokes with uh, somebody walking up to the last Prothean alive and being like, hey, do you want to be in my movie? It could be so much better, but no, it's Blasto. It's fucking Blasto.
0: It's Blasto, where the joke is, it's a Hanar. Haha, Hanar's so funny. Also, the Hanar love Protheans, because their Hanar religion love is Protheans. based on Protheans. Uh, aren't they wacky for having religion? Haha. <laughs> <laughs> it's liter- They literally have the same religion as the Asari, they just don't know it. And then at the end of the game, Javik is like, you know, after this, I could retire and live with the Hanar. They would probably treat me like a king, that sounds nice. You piece of shit. Javik, you suck. He's a soldier from, like, a galaxy-spanning empire, so... Yeah. I mean, he's he's supposed to suck.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, the second half of the Citadel DLC is you throw a big house party for all the party members, past and present. Um, There
1: is... There is a funny part where you find Zaid out at the arcade, and he's playing a fucking claw game, he's like, this kid wanted to win the claw game and didn't win. So now I'm doing it. And you're like, why are you doing that? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> I God. wanted, I just wanted to win. <laughs> and then he's like, can you give me some more credits so I can keep playing the, the crane game? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny, at least.
1: It's pretty funny. That part was like, it's pretty good. Anyway, house party. Uh, I brought up Zaid because there is... A, if you do, like, the low-key party, there's a part where he and Garrus are going around your entire apartment like, okay, now how can we booby-trap this entire fucking place in case there's another Shepard clone? <laughs> and it's, it's actually pretty good. There's one where it's like, uh, Zaid's at your... There's, like, a hot tub in this apartment. And he's there. He's like, okay, so here's, here's what I did. Uh, if ever anybody else comes into your apartment uh and gets in your hot tub say they like take over your life they get in the hot tub they want to take a dip now it'll turn to a thousand degrees fahrenheit and boil them (laughs) alive and you go okay but there are no other like what happens if i want to get in there and then uh he says well we've already figured that out well if it, it recognizes your dna it won't boil you and you say Zaid I was just dealing with a clone Not a random (laughs) person And he goes oh Okay well scrap this one But go ask Garrus about the coffee maker It's really good
0: (laughs) Okay That part's good Zaid is cool
1: It's weird because I hate him But he's very funny in this
0: He's just soldier man He is just soldier man um. Anyway, I had low-key party at first, and then became uh, Rowdy Party. Um. So, this is just a big bunch of character interactions you can have. Some little cute joke moments. Um. There's yeah. one part where all the guys are in the bar room, and they're all talking to Joker, because Joker doesn't shoot guns very much, because he doesn't want to break his fucking wrists. Yeah, his entire uh, body. And then Rex is like, "We have a man emergency. We need to take this man to the firing range." Oh no. As if one shooting guns is in 2186 or whatever is still like considered an extremely masculine activity. And also that that idea of masculinity extends across all species. And
1: also you're at your uh in theory at female shepherd's house party talking about how this guy's not a man because he doesn't shoot guns good enough. Like what anyway, the fuck are we doing here?
0: <laughs> you can pick one one side of the conversation to side with, and if you side with Joker you're like, Bro, he pilots the ship, he has a higher body car- body count than any of you.
1: As if that's the answer. As if
0: that's the answer. God. I hate this game actually. <laughs> There, I so wanted to like, like, like. I saw this house party scene, and I saw all these interactions, and I so wanted to be one of the people playing this and having a great time. But it still—you're still you're on the
1: outside looking in, still.
0: Yeah, like the most enjoyable part was where Trainer is like super horny for Edie. <laughs> yes, that part's great.
1: Shout out to uh, trainer. Get yours. Fuck Joker. Let's I get mean, you she, set
0: up. She does if in some versions of the synthesis ending. Oh really? She ends up with Edie. She like hugs Edie at the end. Why didn't I have
1: enough war points for that? What, how many war points do I need to Did get them enc- together?
0: I think you have to not encourage Joker and Edie to be together. Man. Which because you know this game doesn't know what polyamory is. Also, yeah, no, stupid. And yet, most computers have more than one USB slot. Makes you think. Mm. Makes you think. Like what? Fucking gives. Um, the house party is cute. I, oh, Grunt, is, just... <laughs> Grunt is just a just a charming little guy. Sorry,
1: I just had the thought Joker's a chaser. Now I have to go.
0: <laughs> Can't chase very fast on those. <laughs> little- <laughs> oh, I mean, no. but Trainer is the robo chaser. Yeah. And then Edie's like, I can show you some pornography of, uh, android and human, like, mating. And she's like, no, no, just... That's not- yeah, Okay, yeah, send it to but me. But yes,
1: but- <laughs> Send it to me, but that's not what I mean. Uh... Um,
0: anyway, uh, Grunt's great. He spends the first part of the party at the door, turning people away on the video. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, you can't come in. No, get out of here. I, I told you no know I... already. And then I love that if, so much. Then in the later parts, he's sitting in the in the shower with the shower running. He's just sitting in the corner. He's just mumbling to himself. <laughs> and then you talk to him in the morning. He's like, I cleaned it up. <laughs> <laughs> I cleaned the shower for you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, is I, so cute.
1: <laughs> I had a part with Grunt and Rex where they're both just sitting on the couch and you go sit with them and they just go, Shepard, Shepard. Shepherd Shepherd, uh it's a weird scene. uh, I wish I had gotten grunt sitting in the shower just sad
0: uh instead, um, there's a scene in the breakfast scene where like uh James, who we haven't mentioned at all, <laughs> <He's here. laughs> I forgot about James, I also forgot about James for most of the game, but when I did bring him, I was always like pleasantly surprised by um how fun his character is because he's just this buff beefy guy he's just a big meathead who doesn't know what's happening he's actually like charming and funny sometimes when i bothered to bring him along but i played with liara and javik for the whole game yeah
1: i did because too, because i
0: wasn't bringing him he's too horny for you <laughs> i didn't even interact with him enough to get oh he's <laughs> very horny for you um but i took liara and javik one because i wanted to see javik because i was like Enamored with this idea that the DLC character was actually part of the game. Yeah. And also because, like, after Mass Effect 2, in my head, like, Shepard and Liara, for my playthrough, are, like, just really close. Uh, they're not dating, but they're, like, really close friends, and they're, like, you know... the, the Liara is the closest person in Shepard's life, even though they're not, like... You know, romantically involved. Yeah, um, and that was also the just the vibe I got from the Shadow Broker DLC. It was just that these two characters have a lot of chemistry, um, and so I just used Liara for the whole game. Um, yeah, I, I listen. You know, I like Liara. I've always yeah. liked Liara.
1: She's fine. I <laughs> have she's not <laughs> she's as interesting she's... in this game as she was in the Shadow Broker. Yeah, no. I wish she was as interesting as she was in the Shadow Broker. Um. I yeah I basically just use Liara and Javik. Every once in a while I might throw like Tally in there, or I never took Garrus. He made a qu- he made a quip about it that I never took him uh, on any missions <laughs> during the Citadel DLC.
0: Yeah, he was like, "She never picks me." Oh, you know, Caden got that line in mine. Oh my
1: god, that's funny.
0: Uh, yeah, I didn't. Caden realize... <laughs> wasn't even in that
1: DLC because he was not in
0: my party. I thought that was a joke about how people didn't like Caden or something. Nope, it's a joke about
1: I, your personal preference.
0: It's a joke just for whoever you pick the least. Yes.
1: Yaris <laughs> is like, why uh, doesn't she like me? I'm the, I'm
0: Hawkeye. Everyone likes me. <sighs> anyway. um, There's a part in the party where James is like talking to Caden, Liara, and Jack, And he's just like, no, I'm not saying Biotics aren't cool. I'm just saying you can't compete with this peak performance body. (laughs) He has has the the perfect male body. It (laughs) is peak performance. And then Caden's like, what about those of us who have both? Huh? Anyone? Everybody's like, shut up, Caden. No, you don't. And Liara just picks James up with her mind and he's like, oh. (laughs) Oh. oh it's kind of tingly among That's other I... things and looks down at his dick what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot uh, james Stupid. is like a, a sleeper hit character i uh, uh, yeah i
1: if i gave him more credit than i ever do i'd probably like him more but his like first interaction when you're on um on the uh on the normandy with him is he's just extremely horny for you. Also, I didn't
0: talk to anyone between missions. That's I you only... probably
1: saved yourself some trouble.
0: <laughs> uh except for a trainer, of course, because you know. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh anyway, the party ends uh and I was going to tell you about breakfast because um James is just making eggs, and he runs down the list: Caden, eggs. Jack, you want some eggs? <laughs> Rex, egg time. And it just goes down the list of every character here, offering them eggs, God. just asking if they want eggs. <laughs> and then Shepherd, eggs. And then after you finished it, every time you talk to him, he just says Shepherd, Shepherd, <laughs> Shepherd, as he's like flipping eggs in a skillet on a repeat. God. And so you can walk over three feet and talk to Rex. And then once you finish with him, you know what he says. Shepherd. Shepherd. Yep. So you just run back and forth. Shepherd? Shepherd. Shepherd? Yeah. Shepherd.
1: That's that's the grunt and Rex scene I got. <laughs>
0: um so yeah, I did have some fun with this DLC, but it was not the fun I was supposed to have. No. Um and I just, I want to like all these characters, and I can see versions of these characters that I would really be invested in. If, like, I guess this is a good point to talk about this as any, but, like, we know that, for example, Mass Effect 2 was made by mostly new people from Mass Effect 1. Yeah. And I can't imagine that isn't true for this game. Like, they came out really fast, 2 to 3.
1: So, I'm not sure. Isn't it, like... I want to say, like... It's They two put years. out a game in
0: between them, though.
1: I think it's two years, but I want to say it's
0: more like 18 months or something. Mass Effect 2, January 2010.
1: No, I think it was a full two years.
0: Mass Effect 3, March 2012. That's pretty quick. That's pretty quick... Um, But like can you imagine if like there was a consistent team throughout all three games like you know even if it was the same scale even if they were still within the confines of the system that we have currently that involves like horrible crunch and horrible like treatment of workers even outside of the human cost to this like the structure of capitalism has denied an interesting story to this trilogy because yeah. like it it completely disincentivizes like keeping the same staff to write the story across three games
1: yeah you you're just handed a book that has like the lore in it
0: and some of this is like assumptions made here like i don't yeah, know i haven't know compared sure. credits i haven't taken the credits from each three game and like compared the similarities but like Just having a team that got better at making the same game three times and telling a story over the course of three games, like, that sort of consistency in the back end would have made such a difference. Because I know they didn't know. I know when they made Mass Effect 1, they didn't know what the ending was. Yep. They've had, like, interviews with people writers and people who worked on Mass Effect 1 who had like, oh, we thought maybe it would be something with dark energy or something like that. It, I which,
1: saw somebody messaged me saying that that, like, ending they didn't use was about biotics ripping the universe apart or something.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or, like, trying to cultivate species to create the right type of biotics to keep entropy from happening. Um, And, like, they didn't know. They didn't yeah. know. Um, but imagine if they had, like, had some consistency across three games. Imagine if they didn't have 12 characters in Mass Effect 2. What if they had the six characters through the whole trilogy? Five after Ashley fucking beefs it. But, like, you know, what if we just really focused on the characters that we had? And, yeah, it would still be like, oh, we have the one Turian and the one Quarian. And that's, like you know, a flaw with this type of storytelling, but like I wanna like Caden. Caden in Mass Effect 3 is way better than Mass Effect 1. And I really wish I cared about him. Yep. I wish I cared about other characters. And I just don't have it in me too, and that's a bummer.
1: They they break you down by three. We yeah, were, like, we were
0: pretty well <laughs> over it. Like, Jack is mostly coasting on, you're really hot. <laughs> like, honestly. <laughs> uh, Jack being, like, the psychic punk is, like, that's a- checking a lot of boxes, you know? Yeah. Um, we should, um, but we also should like
1: finish this out pretty soon, probably. Uh-huh. We're just, we're, we uh, spent a lot at Citadel.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not we saying,
1: have... I'm not saying don't finish that thought. I'm just saying that we should keep an eye on the time.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to talk about the characters be- like and the party members since we were on the, the, <laughs> the, the hangout hang with characters you like section. Yeah. Because um, the characters will not matter after a little while. <laughs> nope. This is the Shepard um, game. But yeah, it's just like, I wish I cared about these characters. And I wish that there was some sort of consistent arc to the characters across these games that felt intentional in any way and not just like they were making it up as they went along which I know a lot of stories are made up as they go along that's fine i just wish that they had been able to like have the resources to devote to figuring out the these things ahead of time you know yeah. and i'm making a lot of assumptions about how the development of this game went and how the development of the other games went it just feels like everything is the tracks are being built as the train is moving, and there's no setup payoff for these characters. Yeah. Partially because, as we're about to talk about, themes from Mass Effect 1 are not present in Mass Effect 3, and vice versa. Yeah, no. Like, like I said, they, don't, they didn't know where this story was going when they started it, so they couldn't build that many...
1: You can't plan for this. Yeah,
0: you can't plan for that much stuff, um, which we're about to talk to talk about um is there anything else you want to talk about with the characters and like all that um
1: not really uh why do they do rex like that at that why end? do they do rex
0: because he's
1: gruff and because he's gruff and masculine fighty. i guess yeah but he like largely was not offensive at all he's just kind of an asshole like just just because
0: he you know he's just he's, he's gotten just a younger man. he's gotten younger as the game's going on yeah, like, in the first one, he was very much an old man, and yes. he d- that does not come through anymore. And I th- honestly, I think he's experiencing some
1: hope. Like even with all this yeah. shit going on, he's like, I can still help like my people uh, because he becomes yeah. a leader of them. Good for Rex. Yeah. Why did why is Citadel Rex the worst version of Rex? I hate it. it sucks. Um. Anyway, let's yeah. go to Horizon. Uh, let's go to Horizon. Everybody, remember Horizon. <sighs> Do you you remember Horizon? From Mass Effect 2? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, kinda. They they did Collectors here. Uh, And then uh, in Mass Effect 3, you go there because that's where um, a Cerberus base of operation is. Not the Cerberus base of operation. Um, But you find out that Miranda's dad is running it. And he has been uh, doing experiments to try and figure out how to control the Reapers. um, And in doing so is just turning people into husks for them. Just for funsies.
0: This is Sanctuary, which is the place where we've heard in snippets throughout the game that, like, the refugees can go to Sanctuary. And it's a place where you can, like, find shelter and, like, be safe from the Reapers. And you finally get there. And it's actually just a place where they take you through security and they process you. And then they put you in a vat and turn you into goo. Um to, turn you, to study the process of indoctrination and to study the ways that Reapers communicate in the hopes that you can control the Reapers. Yep. And by the end of it, whether or not Miranda is dead, uh, which she was in mine, um, basically the conclusions that are drawn from this are, yeah, yeah, we could probably learn to how to control the Reapers using this technology and this like information. And it came at too high a cost, but we should probably, like, keep it and use it. Yeah. Which is, like... (sighs) You know, the Nazis did some terrible things (laughs) to their prisoners, but Uh they made a lot of medical advances. And so we're gonna use them, and we're gonna buy up those scientists. Yeah. And it's just completely without comment? Like... I don't know. It's, it's it's bad. Yeah, it's like really bad. this is basically a a death camp, yep. right? It like, is, and it's not really treated that way. It's kind of. Tre- it's like they kind of know because you find like audio logs of people who are so psyched to show up. And it's Yeah. Like, oh, I can't wait to finally be safe from the reapers. And this they- is
1: this is a uh, worse version of that retirement program in the outer worlds. God, (laughs) all those people go and they think, "Oh yeah, I get to be rich now," and then they don't, and then they get murdered for fun.
0: (sighs) For fun. Hey, that uh, story DLC dropped for the Outer Worlds. Did you ever? uh... Nope. Sure, fucking (laughs) did.
1: No, we are doing enough. (laughs)
0: Um, yeah, that's the main thing there. Also, Miranda's there, and, um, if you don't warn her about Kai Ling beforehand, he will kill her. Uh,
1: yeah, I feel like I did do that, and then he still killed her. Hmm. But maybe I, I didn't do the, like, maybe there was a follow-up thing the, I needed the, to do and didn't do. The
0: thing I read is that after you encounter him on Thessia, you get his dossier from Anderson, who's like, like... Dealt with him before yeah. And then after you've opened that email The next time you can talk to Miranda In the Citadel Which is when she didn't show up for me um, You automatically warn her about Kai Leng. but like that didn't happen for me so I did dead. talk
1: to her though and she died I
0: don't know Whatever don't know. Miranda is a character who is Squandered here
1: <laughs> Yeah they waste her on this because I think Because so many people didn't like her in 2 For whatever fucking reason because she's girl Uh, yeah. She's girl.
0: Oh, I fucking hate it when girl's hot. Yep. I hate that shit. I hate it when girl's hot. Uh... Um... Oh, you wrote Cerberus Base, and I was confused about what that meant.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's an actual Cerberus Base you have to attack, too. The, the, The real one, which is where the elusive man is hiding. Yes, that's where he's at. Uh, and you go there, um... And you you do like some stuff. Edie is like, this is my mission. Actually, you should let me come with you. Um, and she can there's hack a, into stuff.
0: There's no conflict there. It's just you know no, she, she wants to do it. She says,
1: "I'm a Cerberus robot. I know Cerberus." And you go, "Okay, that's fair." Um,
0: and then when you you, you know. storm it. You have a whole fleet with you to yep. fight Cerberus for good. Uh you finally make it to the elusive man room and you get to sit in his chair. Yeah, you do sit in his chair and he's like, "Hey, that's my chair." And he's already gone. Yeah, he's not there. And as we will soon find out, he's he's made quite the journey actually. He's had a he's had a, he's had a year. Um uh, but Kyle Lang shows
1: up and he's like, "Haha, time to die." Uh and, then and then gonna- you shoot him 6 times with your suppressor pistol. <laughs> I had I had the like the specter shotgun at that point so I just kind of mm-hmm. walked up to him and clicked twice and he was pretty much good. Uh except for he had to recharge himself 20 times so you know. Yeah. He has to fun. break
0: the floor so he can recharge his shields.
1: Yeah, that wasn't cool. That it just wasn't
0: fun. Why did they do oh. this? Oh. Wh- in the Thessia fight, is he using the big spotlight from the gunship as, like, a solar to recharge? thing to recharge
1: his I shields? don't think so. I think he's trying to blind you. That would be too cool. That would be too cool.
0: <laughs> no, Kai Lang's and- not cool like that. No, no. He's cool in the way of, like, a, he's from a edgy notebook from a teenager.
1: This is a, somebody's fucking RP character from Gaia Online when they were 13. Mm, no, he's
0: somebody's uh, Shadowrun character. I feel like I said the same thing, but no, I don't think that Shadowrun is that popular. Like the, I don't think the circles cross that much. On that okay, okay. Guy Online. Fair. I feel like people who were really in a Shadowrun around the time that Guy Online wasn't on fire uh, would laugh at people who were on Guy Online. That's just my perspective, though. Okay. All right. Um. But the L- elusive man got away. But we did reclaim the the Prothean VI we got the Prothean vi back who tells us
1: that the catalyst that we've been searching for this entire game for the uh crucible which is the space gun is actually the citadel and the elusive <sighs> man pops back up and he says oh by the way i told the reapers that the citadel is the catalyst so they took it to earth and you're like fuck's sake for real they moved the
0: citadel to earth and they now just it's, pushed it there it's in earth's Gravity. Also, it looks way smaller now. It's way smaller now because the reapers touched it. <laughs> like they made it tiny. <laughs> the citadel has always looked too small to contain the amount of life that it does. Yes, to me, that it, it seems like that grid shouldn't be city streets. That should be no, like way. It should be cities. Should be way more intricate. Yeah. Um. And now it's so it's so small it's when it's compared to Earth. It feels so small now. Um, Which the, is such the, a
1: bummer. The Citadel felt so big in Mass Effect 1, and that was one of the coolest parts.
0: Yeah, it's like a weird alien thing. Yeah. Now it's just a dildo hanging over Earth. Now it is just a dildo. Um, the scale of everything in this game is weird and wobbly. Yeah. I
1: was going to say, I think my problem with like the Normandy being that big uh, is that also in various scenes, it is bigger or smaller depending on what, like, they have what else is in that scene Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody I don't think anything has a consistent size
0: (sighs) Which sucks, because, like, you know if I go on the wiki, I'm gonna find exact specifications for the ships yep, don't do it Let's go to Earth instead We're on Earth, this is it It's Earth Did you know that this is it? This is it. This is the this, this is, is the final battle. So you're going to go up to all of your characters and you're going to say this is it. <laughs> they're going to say uh, okay, okay, guess okay. This is it. And
1: then the one you've been talking to the most says, "Hey, wanna fuck
0: uh
1: bef- just oh. in case."
0: Uh I got that before storming the elusive man's stronghold where um uh that might have
1: been Sh- what it happened. Still. Trainer
0: is like, "Hey, are you okay?" and Shepard's like, no can you stay with me until the call comes and then i guess you fuck or whatever
1: yeah yeah uh liara came in and was like hey um i hope you don't die are you good because Shepard, this entire game has been telling all of her crew when they ask her if she's feeling okay she just goes no dude this is too much like i can't keep doing this and they go oh well you're doing it bye (laughs) <laughs> There's like four distinct scenes Of your shepherd trying to reach out To somebody as a lifelight And they go they like slap you on the back And they're like alright you got it You're doing great Shepherd. bye
0: Well it would be Hard to write Intimate dialogue with a character You don't know you can't Guarantee anything about
1: Yeah I, I suppose that's true but also, like, if these characters have been with you for three games, you think you could find a way to make them somewhat caring. Even if they don't constantly agree with you.
0: But, like, if you never used Garrus in Mass Effect 1 or 2, and then he's still on the ship in 3, you're not gonna have that connection as a player. But he still the one treats
1: you like you have that connection, because if you go do that fucking gun scene where you're on the Citadel doing snipers with the with the cans... He still has that, like, familiarity and like, damn, it was you and me this whole time.
0: (laughs) Like, they tried and they
1: did a bad job. They did it wrong.
0: That reminds me, I got into two romance conversations with Liara and Caden. Whoa. Where they both, where they, like, you sit down to have lunch with Caden at the Citadel or you look out at the pretty view with, with Liara and it's like, oh, they're playing the romance music. And then they're both like, I just wanted to say that I really respect you commander as like a friend yeah because i turned both of them down in mass effect (laughs) one and so they're just like i just want to affirm that we're friends now we're friends who are friendly yeah um i feel like i I had another thing where i could i invited liara to the apartment Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if I had chosen different options, I might have reopened the path to a, in a romantic relationship with her, but I didn't, or I fucked it up. Uh, so it was just like, Hey, Liara, do you want to do your homework at my place? <laughs> <laughs> and she just sits on the couch and does reports or something.
1: Oh, was that because in mine, she started playing the piano. She's,
0: she played the piano briefly. And then she was like, well, I should get back to work
1: yeah that's no that's pretty much what it was even as somebody who did all the romance for her she pretty much just came over he talked about they uh, and also they say where did you learn that song uh before and she says oh i learned this song from xyz but they always refer to it as this song there's no name given to this piece of music um (laughs) that she repeat that she repeatedly plays it's very
0: silly um, also, th- just before we get into the real endgame stuff. Yeah. Liara makes a time capsule. She and does. records stuff about you. And this game is the first game I've ever been able to maintain more Renegade than Paragon points. Yeah. Uh, without being a monster. For sure. Um, which is nice. Uh, yeah, that is that, good. That time capsule doesn't fucking matter. Unless... You're playing in 2020 and have the extended cut. There's one ending that uses that time capsule. Mm -hmm. But... uh, We'll talk about that later. I just wanted to plant that seed. Sure. Um, We're talking about Earth. This is it. This is the final battle. We're getting ready. It's London, baby. Uh, Are you ready for some dog shit combat encounters?
1: Are you ready for seven brutes?
0: I am. I have my trusty sidearm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Some of us are more were prepared than others. You're in a corridor and two of them pop out of the wall to come at you and I'm like blah 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 done. <laughs> <laughs> I just backed up and started shooting and they didn't even get to me. <laughs>
1: God, I wish God I and wish I that knew, was me.
0: I knew that you had had trouble with brutes, and I was just laughing the whole time. I hate you. <laughs> this is
1: this is um
0: This no, is when I was telling you about no, my it's not born. <laughs> <laughs> Oh ten minutes later, oh I finished the game, I beat the both endgame bosses. <laughs> anyway. Um, fuck
1: whatever, fuck all this other stuff. You lead your people into the fight. You you fight a Reaper, you have to shoot missiles at it. That's that's what this whole Earth mission is, and then you get to the dog shit
0: stuff. You have to run toward a beam that's going to teleport you into the citadel, but then what's what's that behind the beam? It's Harbinger! He's finally here in the flesh, and he has nothing to say! He's mad. He just does his big blah at you,
1: and then you fall over dead.
0: <sighs> yeah, and then you get up, and you're hobbling forward, and it's phantom pain time, and you have to shoot three thrall, uh, thralls? What the fuck are they called? Husks. They're uh, husks. As they come at you, and right as you're about to get to the beam, our hero Marauder Shields Marauder is Shields. here to save you from the ending of Mass Effect Three. God. Well, now you have to make that like the album
1: art for this fucking. I don't make bespoke podcast art for this podcast. Well, That's it should be in the description thing. then. <laughs> you can't. I... You can't reference a ten-year-old meme. Watch me. <laughs> Please it's 8 years old Oh sorry my bad uh, Yeah there's a marauder that tries to stop you From uh, entering the beam And you have to kill that marauder This
0: sucks This it part sucks me. It was bad He killed you other- Yeah he killed <laughs> me because he couldn't fucking aim Because the camera is doing I guess you're a not that good if cinematic cinematic. you don't have your fancy thing. pistol I just had a normal pistol this time He had though. a normal
1: sucked. pistol It sucked
0: <laughs> Fuck yourself <Yeah. laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: anyway, anyway I hope you, uh, you get unless you're a particular, onto the
0: citadel unless you're a very particular type of person, this is the last time you'll be pulling the trigger of a gun in the game <laughs> <laughs> But then you get transported to the citadel, and it's closed, and now it looks like the collector ship, because uh, I guess all the keepers killed all the people in the citadel. Uh yeah I guess so Guess everybody on
1: the citadel is dead They did this way faster than
0: (laughs) It's unclear if this is just one part of it And like oh most of the citadel is okay It's just shut Or like what the deal is Because there's just tons of human bodies around you Yeah And they're like oh you think they're gonna make another human reaper in here You're like yeah probably Damn wouldn't that be fucked up Uh But Anderson is also here Yes he made it into the beam. He's looking at this control panel and says, yes, we can open the arms so we can dock the crucible. Yes. Uh, but and who's that? And, uh-oh. That's Tim's music. <laughs> it's the elusive oh, man.
1: Well, it's, the scene is more fucked up because he just kind of starts twitching and he goes, I can't do this, Shepard. And you're like, wait, what? What's your fucking problem? And then the elusive man walks in uh, and he's like, hey, it's me. I do mind control now. And you're like, well, that
0: fucking sucks. Stop that. I, f- I figured out indoctrination, and I'm definitely not being controlled, but also I can't choose to do the thing that I want to do. I can just argue about my ability to do it.
1: Yes. Uh, so um, he has a whole fucking scene uh, where he tries to convince you that we actually need to control the Reapers, not destroy them. It would be the dumbest thing we've ever done to destroy the Reapers.
0: And also, here's the thing. Here's a fun thing. Um, on the elusive man's base when you have a conversation with him you can choose a like reputation option which is like always the paragon or renegade option it's the third option that gets you the best result it's just do you be mean or bad to get it um and after you do it on that ship he says and no you're not going to talk me out of this and then it goes back to the two options you had before like you get to you get to burn that option, and he says, "But I'm too set in my ways. You're not going to convince me." And then you have to go back to the normal dialogue yeah. options, right? Yeah. And that was like one little moment where it was like, "Oh, that's like almost intentional." I think it felt it felt almost intentional. In this one, you get four options in a row where you can t- keep picking the same option. And you're you're wearing them down. I felt. Like, I had a maxed out meter. I didn't have, like, exclusively Renegade, right? But I had, like, th- the three markers of Renegade. And then the-, the top little bit was was Paragon. And that fourth one was grayed out for me. And I don't know if that's scripted or if... um It was for me, too. Do you want to know what happened?
1: What? Your galactic readiness was only 50%. So it means you only ah. had half the war points... Uh, that you actually had, and you couldn't pick that option to make him kill himself.
0: It would be so much cooler if it was scripted that, like, oh, you can you can have this option, but you can't actually say it. You can't actually use it. Like, what if he was trying, like, he in this conversation, he's controlling you. He makes you shoot Anderson, right? Yes. You imagine if he started fucking with the dialogue wheel? That'd be interesting, but no, that's not what it was.
1: No, no it's, it's, just, it's just, I've
0: played this game offline because I can't get past the main menu if my PS3 is connected to the internet. Because it starts I think checking actually... the DLC.
1: I think we have the same problem because when I download, when I bought the DLC, it decided I didn't have online pass anymore. So before I could at least see that everything was at 50% and like I had the ability to do multiplayer, but I actually, once I bought the DLC, the story DLC, it didn't work anymore. I couldn't, I couldn't access the online <laughs> stuff. And I thought about, uh trying to find something that would like make it think I had complete galactic readiness because I was kinda pissed off about the whole thing. Uh but it I just didn't and that was frustrating. The, I saw a thing that said that you can make him do you can make him kill himself like Saren did.
0: Which that's a much less satisfying version of that. Yeah, um, like you already also, did that once. Why do it again? Can, can you imagine if Saren had been a character throughout these three games? Yeah. And was like you, like, keep trying to talk him down and he's too indoctrinated. You imagine if there was any consistent villainous character throughout these games. Harbinger doesn't count because he doesn't show up in this game except, personally, at the end, to bwom at you. <laughs> and he doesn't have any speaking lines. He does bwom at you. <laughs> like, there's no consistent antagonist except that they bring back the elusive man from 2. And even then, it's like... He well, doesn't even talk to you that much. He talks yeah. to you twice. Even then, it's like that they had to create Kai Lang so that there was a, a material antagonist. Yeah, because he was man doesn't that. fight. Exactly. So it's like they've shot themselves in the foot many times by the way that they have handled their villain characters. I just, I keep thinking Stupid. about the things you could do with Saren if he had survived Mass Effect One. Yeah. If he was, like, in Mass Effect 2, he was, like, this uncertain character of, like, are you still indoctrinated? I don't know. I don't trust you. What are you up to? Are you doing things? And to then have him come back and be, like, no, I figured out indoctrination. I know how to control the Reapers. Like, they controlled me. Yeah. And, like, have him be that spokesperson. Because, like, the point of this whole scene is that Anderson says we destroy the Reapers. The Elusive Man says we control them. Those are your ending options, right? Yes, like, they're trying to sell you. They're selling you on the benefits and drawbacks of the two of the options that you have for what ending you pick. Yeah, um, and that becomes very apparent because in the next scene, you are taken by the Citadel to the room to decide where things wh- what things happen. Yeah, uh, after you, of course, shoot uh, the elusive man after he yes. makes you shoot Anderson.
1: Yeah. You shoot Anderson once in the gut, and then you shoot uh, the elusive man and kill him. Anderson's alive for like a minute more, and he tells you he's proud of you. And I remember being very upset about that when I played this the first time. And this because... time I was like, "Yeah,
0: yeah, old man." Because Anderson is everyone's dad. Yes. Um. And.
1: And then you go up and meet the Star Child. <sighs> Let's get fucking stupid, baby. <laughs>
0: I'm already there.
1: <laughs> this sucks. By the by the way, um, you meet the Star Child and he starts laying everything out again for you. Um, and he explains to you, yeah, uh Elusive Man was right. You could control all the Reapers and whatever that means, whatever you do with them, they're yours. You'll lose your physical form forever. Um, you turn into the dragon's dogma protagonist, uh, where you where you can interact with the world, but nobody will ever know you're there. Um, and you know, you, you control the Reapers at that point, um, the destroy all the Reapers option, uh, it's not good enough and it's going to destroy all the synthetic life, all of it. Um, and I, but I can't remember, I don't know if you got this because you were looking up the old endings. Do you know which endings blew up the Mass Effect relays, uh, originally? Because they Um, retconned some of it.
0: Right. So all of them.
1: All of them blew up the Mass Effect. relays in the first All of them uh, in the old blew endings, up- right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so Control here-
0: didn't. So here's a fun fact: <laughs> If you're not playing on Steam, you have to manually like download the extended cut. Yeah, which means if you're like me and didn't realize that, you just I just played the normal 2012 Mass Effect three ending. Bummer. Uh, yeah, kinda. Um. Anyway, you have your three options, and the Star Child says, oh, "Of course, this conflict is inevitable. We created the cycle to stop it from happening, <laughs> thereby we, causing the cycle." We heard we we didn't want organics to be wiped out by synthetics, so we created synthetics to wipe out organics and synthetics before they could get to the point of having wars with each other. But also, we're harvesting the peak culture of each cycle. By criteria we will not define. Yes. But which seems to be just the most doggedly imperial, imperialist.
1: Whichever one's in charge.
0: Like, humans are the most whatever counts as dominant for this AI. So they are the ones who get created this cycle. We have... We see on screen like 50 Reapers that are sovereign Reapers, right? Yeah. That's millions of years of these cycles. and life. Right,
1: like, keep in mind that one Reaper is supposed to represent 50,000 years, and there's an army.
0: There's an army of them. The cycle's been going on forever.
1: Also, how are there any Leviathans left?
0: They're also stupid. Whatever. There are only three, and they're in that one pit. Anyway. Whatever. They're they're vibing. My point is, each Reaper is itself a culmination of 50,000 years of advancement and culture, and it's like the height of their power. One, that doesn't come through at all. All of them are just big robots that go, And second of all, what fucking criteria is this intelligence using to create Reapers out of these different species? Like, what... Because... I know the answer is that it's the writer's perception of what advancement is for a civilization, for a culture, which is uh, the best guns, and we can travel faster than light, and we can conquer those stars. Yep, that's advancement is being the best empire, uh, and maybe we have pride once a year, <laughs> but yeah. we don't want to get too freaky with it. Don't get too freaky,
1: and we have to sacrifice a lesbian. <laughs>
0: Uh, but you know like just the day to day violence of empire is good and part of progress you know yeah I Um, mean I
1: guess that makes sense for what the reapers are like if they're a culmination of that kind of culture if each of them is they are all the same culture and they're all the violent ones then I guess that makes sense
0: yeah but not just violent because they're not going to take Krogan they're not going to take the Turian which the Turians are like characterized as the military ones yeah but it's the humans because they have that fighting spirit. They have that that human touch that every sci-fi story p- gives to humans. The reason that humans are the, the variable race in D&D, right? Mm-hmm. Like this thing where like, well, humanity is more varied than the other species and they're more determined and it's all bullshit. Shut because, the fuck up. Because it's all America. It's yeah. always America. Humans are always America. Because t- having other species is just a metaphor for other cultures. And humans are the default because they're America. And it's being written by Americans who see America as the default. But mm. I'm getting off topic. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're, we're somewhere.
0: Um, we're talking about the three options, right? Yes.
1: Uh, we never got to synthesis.
0: We, you have to destroy... You have which why is all synthetic life? Yeah. We have control, which you become something else and control the reapers, uh, and then you have synthesis, which puts little green textures on everyone's face. <laughs> you yeah, everybody's cool now.
1: Everybody's part robot, I guess. It uh, synthesizes
0: uh, synthetic
1: life and organic, organic life. DNA.
0: It combines them into a, a sort of synthesis of. Synthetic and organic life to create something new, a completely new paradigm that will, I guess, mean that there's no more war. Because we're all going to become... Because we'll all finally understand each other. Yeah, we'll merge into one type of existence.
1: A new type, if you will. No.
0: Oh, sorry. (laughs) My bad. So... So, yeah, I, I had the normal ending. I had, like, the default ending when I played this game. Because I didn't know that I had to manually download and install the extended cut.
1: Which one did you pick?
0: Synthesis, because it's the good option. Yeah, it's the good option. <clears throat> it's the only was... good option. And, like, in the original version, all you get is different colored explosions. <laughs> yep. And then the world blows up. Um, And then the 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 mass relays all blow up. Um, But with the extended cut, you get some narrations, and I was watching this on YouTube, and I (sighs) the characterization of these is different from what I would have expected. Okay, hit me. Because the elusive man wants to control the Reapers, because he wants humanity to control the Reapers, and humanity to mingle with the Reapers to become the best that humanity can be, right? Yep. If Shepard takes the control path, she's not that. And that is not... Because they kind of want all the options to be good. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not you becoming evil. It's not humanity taking over everything. Wait, why? It's Shepard personally becoming an arbiter that controls all the Reapers and uses them to defend life. Oh and fuck specifically, off Oh shut the, the fuck up The one who gave up their life To protect the many And it always talks about the many And never really defines what that means Or when this new thing That isn't shepherd But remembers being shepherd, um, this This will that controls The Reapers It like It wants to protect the many And the weak And like it becomes the super cop Um, but it never really details, like, how impersonal is this? To what degree will this force protect or help rebuild the different species? Does Shepard's personality influence its decision making? Is it going to, like, enact some sort of vengeance on certain factions in the world? Like, are the Reapers going to hunt down all Cerberus ships, you know? Like it is just Shepard ascends to become the perfect monarch. (gasps) Oh, we did it! We found (laughs) We found the good king. We found
1: the good king! (laughs) Finally. Um God, that's so stupid. Uh Uh-huh. That's worse than I imagined it.
0: (laughs) Um Which one did you pick? Synthesis. So here's for... the
1: here's the thing I accidentally did though is that I forgot that there is the secret fourth ending where you shoot the star child and he gets mad at you because I was pissed off after I listened to the options again and I shot it and then I had to replay the entire sequence from Marauder Shields onward.
0: Oh man. I forgot that that happens. I was just mad. They ha- I I shot at him. Uh and I was like, Oh, that must mean nothing. Nope, Not because realizing... you didn't have the extended cut. Exactly. Um Yeah, there's a fourth ending, which is you reject turning on the crucible at all, you end the war on your own terms, which is you fight to the last man, and everyone gets harvested and they make a new Reaper, and then the cycle continues. Uh, and then you get Liara's time capsule playing its message to an unknown Viewer, and then after the credits, it shows a different version of the Stargazer, which is we haven't talked about yet. But like the epilogue of the series is a child is Buzz Aldrin talking to a little child, um, about the Shepherd.
1: Tell me another Um, story about the Shepherd, Papa.
0: But if you reject the the offer to take control of the Crucible. The cycle just continues, and the next next cycle, they win. Like, they defeat the Reapers, they have peace, doesn't tell you how, doesn't tell you what they did. I assume that you're just putting off the decision for the next generation, so that somebody else will stand in front of the same three buttons and have to make the same decision.
1: Well, no, because Liara specifically says the Crucible doesn't work in her time capsule. And so...
0: I don't know what goes. So I guess than,
1: they just are better at fighting the Reapers. That's that's. Or what I they take away figured
0: out something else. Yeah, like we don't get to know. It's an incomplete thing. Like that's fine. Um, making humans like not the best and making them part of a chain that would eventually lead to breaking free of the cycle would be an interesting tactic to take. Uh, they didn't do that. I nope. feel like. Anyway, uh, the destroy ending in the extended cut, uh, you wipe out all synthetic life, including Edie. Including um,
1: the Gath, who you just, in theory, brokered peace with.
0: And it's like, we will remember the sacrifices made so that we could be free of of the Reapers and break free of the cycles. Stupid. I
1: hate it. I hate it.
0: And then in the synthesis one, this is the least defined because they don't know what they're talking about. Because the whole prospect of merging synthetic and organic life doesn't make any fucking sense. Because I have a question. What's the fucking difference? Right. Like you, and you never define the difference. What is the difference between the chance of like, chemicals coming together to create like the first cells that come together to create the first organism that come together to create the first person right that sort of natural progression of chemical reactions into a sapient being what's the difference then from that sapient being going on to create a metallic sapient being is that not just a further echo of the same original chain reaction of chemicals in the water that lead to chemicals in a body that create the electronic flow of the synthetic life form is that not just all part ripples of the same initial like incident what fucking difference does it make whether this life form started as sludge or started as scrap What is the actual difference? Because it seems like, if you're taking the approach, that, like, originally, with the Leviathans, they weren't created or uplifted by anyone, right? They were the original, like, evolved life form that became sapient and ruled the galaxy. What is the difference between the chemicals coming together to coalesce to evolve into them versus the same chemicals in the form of an organic person happening to create the right circumstances for electricity in a computer to start thinking and, like, feeling as an individual person? What is the actual material difference between those two, like, manifestations of personhood? Because physically... The only difference is that theoretically there is another sapient person who bumbled into the right set of circumstances to create life in the way that the inhuman like nature and chemicals and sludge or whatever, lightning strike. I don't know, I saw that one episode of Star Trek where he was like, (laughs) this is this is where humanity started with this lightning flash in this pond. Uh, or whatever the fuck, you know who I'm ta- you know. Some I don't, but someone know, does. know what I'm talking about. You know that one episode. uh Like, what is the actual difference between that random occurrence and the random occurrence of somebody messing with a computer and finding a way for, like, or, or just having algorithms that crisscross and, like, programs that crisscross and, like, start to interact in new ways. And, like, I don't understand what the difference between organic and synthetic life is outside of purely, like, cultural ones and that's not what this is about this is about absolutes this is about like there is an essence to things in mass effect there is an essence of humanity that can be pulled together and like it either pulled together by Shepard to like create this army to fight the reapers or it can be like pulled together by the reapers to create a new being that is a synthesis of all like, the essence of humanity embodied in one virtue, in one form. Yep. Like, this is a setting, and this is a story where things have essences, and things have souls. Right? Like, it just doesn't... I don't understand. You can't pull this turn. Because Mass Effect was not about this before. Right. Mass Effect had, in a lot of ways, in its writing, had an... uh uh, an unconscious fear or, or distrust of the concept of synthetic life. But that is purely real world influence. Like, Oh, it would be scary if, if robots were sentient, right? Like the, the AI on the Citadel in the first game that you have no opportunity to interact with outside of wanting to shut it down because the game isn't written that way. That's not the same as having themes in the story where the characters Believe things about AI, right? The concept of the AI being like dangerous to them is just subtext. It's not like actual part of the setting until now. It is, and there's also the the only
1: the only threatening robots are the Geth, and they're only retaliating because they were almost all killed.
0: Yes, and it's not an inherent like fact about them them being synthetic. It's about them being victims. Because they are people. And they react like people who are hurt. And so this turn in the third act where Mass Effect becomes a treatise about the nature of humanity, the nature of being, just doesn't fit with anything else. Even when they had opportunities to be that. When they had Shepard return from the dead. When they had Reaper's... Being made that were like the essence of humanity, they didn't actually talk about that. They didn't have anything to say about that. But now, that's like the nature of what it is to be human is like top priority here. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that what this means is that the synthesis option means that everybody gets green lights.
1: Everybody's the same, and they got a little bit of robotic on them. A little. He's bit.
0: got a little bit on there. But also, um, in the original ending, at least, there's no downside to the synthesis ending. No. <laughs> well, I so like, think in the original version of it, the Mass Effect relays blew up. Yeah, but they don't tell you that. Uh, in when the they, old w- ending, I mean, when it pitches you on three endings, oh innings, yes, yes, it's yes, like, yes. Oh well, you could destroy them, but you you could destroy the Reapers, but it would destroy all synthetic life. That's a downside. You could control them, but then you would die. That's a downside. Or you could merge all synthetic and organic life. And the they do say that the Mass Effect relays would be destroyed, but you could just rebuild them. It would take a while, but like you just advanced in or whatever advance counts for uh the geth, right? You just enhanced yeah. the geth with Reaper code. You just like uplifted all of these people to like unify against this cause, and now you're going to synth like make them all part organic, part synthetic. You're going to unify all of existence. It's gonna be a lot easier to rebuild the Mass Effect relays. That's a short-term drawback. So there was no downside to the synthesis ending. Right. Like there's no there's no double edge here. It's it seems to be clearly be the good option. Um and also like when you get into these stories about cycles and you get into these stories about status quos, obviously breaking the status quo the most is going to be the most good option, yeah, right
1: yeah um
0: what if the crystals were evil <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, um i had I had um a friend. Describe this to me as the most monstrous Ending the synthesis one Because you're like changing everybody's DNA Without their permission and it's like I don't uh, It's well, it's the only one that's like Even remotely good for everyone
0: The problem is that you don't Get to like Shepard is already being placed in a position of Of decide everything person. for everybody Yes like yeah. that's a given
1: Like it's and also like that means Everybody's already given their permission to Shepard to do This in a way
0: yeah but also, like tough what the, shit. Like,
1: what the fuck else are you gonna do?
0: The fourth option here is to walk is away and that's die. Still, that's still deciding everyone's fate for them. Like, yeah. you are the player character. You are the protagonist. You are the hero. You are the like embodiment of victory, as as Javik calls you, right? Yep. Like tough shit. Sometimes you get put in a position where you have to make a decision for someone else, and that's just how it goes, and that sucks. Yep. Mass Effect doesn't really want to put weight on that, though. Like, that's not what this is about. No. But, like, as an argument of, like, oh, this is the most monstrous one because of consent, like, okay, Shepard didn't consent to be any of this, but then they touched the Prothean beacon once, and now this destiny was forced on Yeah, and now
1: they're stuck with it.
0: Um. So, yeah, like, I don't know. <sighs> we, t- I, I say we, I talked a lot <laughs> about... I mean, we're pretty much on the same page. Um, historically, I'm sure lots of people remember the endings are just different colored explosions. Yes, <laughs> um, uh, the extended cut adds narration over this, which is like the control ending is the most interesting one because, like, why at was least the least control it's going ending like something. the
1: best one? Because I mean, because why did they make th- the elusive man right? is my question i guess
0: because this game was written by liberals and liberals will always inherently slide toward fascism as an option before considering anything else that's true because this game has always been fascist about police and the way that the military has always knows what's right right and like this is just the culmination of that that entire arc of like all these damn politicians we need somebody with boots on the ground who knows what they're doing and what better way than for th- like the military personified as Shepard to become the military personified as the Reapers. Yeah. To protect and serve. Literally, Literally. Textually, textually, to protect and serve. Like, nope. that is, that is, that feels like the best option because the, it's the culmination of Mass Effect's identity. God, That's I just, I never Effect even looked is.
1: into, I never even looked to the Extended Cut
0: Control ending. That's, that is crazy. Because, like, the reason that the synthesis ending feels so out of left field is because Mass Effect isn't about that. Mass Effect is about cops being really fucking good at their jobs. Yes. God. That's why the control ending feels like the 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 most right one. Also, <laughs> the destroy ending, Shepard dies, but only because they keep walking forward as they're shooting the thing that they're trying to destroy, so that when it blows up, it takes them with it. Yep. Uh-huh. Like, uh... Get fucked, idiot. <laughs> Stupid. <Like. laughs> uh, so yeah, these endings are bad. Are they bad enough for you to start a campaign to get uh, Bioware to bring their employees back to work months after release to uh, make new content for the ending? Do you think you would want to sign some petitions, maybe engage in some online harassment about this? <laughs> uh, not Molly in 2020 retake mass effect 3 hold the line molly in
1: 2012 maybe i don't i legitimately don't (laughs) remember I, i definitely didn't like harass anybody i might have like clicked a button or something
0: sure yeah i actually watched a video today from um from 2012 why um well because it's called 10 reasons we hate mass effect 3's ending yeah um, it's got two million views. It's from March twenty twelve. It's from one uh, Angry Joe show.
1: Uh, okay.
0: Um. Anyway, it was just a guy talking into a microphone about uh the big plot holes and like reasons people didn't like the original endings, which is all like very true and all like very TV tropes. It's like yes. yeah, it does make it does just not make sense like. Like just on a basic in terms level. in terms of storytelling and continuity, yeah, these scenes don't make sense in this order, and they're really harping on the fact that they want they promised, so to speak, uh, that the endings would all be radically different um, uh, when the game was like in production, or or maybe before three was even in production, like early on in Mass Effect. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure when those quotes came from. No but, idea. Like, yeah, obviously, uh, I would agree that a lot of this ending. Doesn't make sense and doesn't really flow very well from the story we were given. But then the final act of Mass Effect 3 also doesn't do that. And Mass Effect 3 also doesn't do that. None of the parts of this have ever followed smoothly from what came before it in the story. And, like, okay. I don't see any reason to make people suffer for it. Like, you had a bad video game. No one's clamoring for Star Wars to do, for, for, for Disney to do, like, a uh, Rise of Skywalker uh, special <laughs> edition, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, we well, all we just kind of took that one. We do have
1: the Snyder Cut in 2020.
0: The Snyder Cut isn't real. I know they said it was coming, but it's not real. They're making it now. What, what I mean is, it's the same thing. It is the same thing. It just took a lot longer.
1: Yeah, it took way longer.
0: Mm. <coughs> Stupid.
1: Uh, escape some. Um,
0: I tried to look up like the stuff of like people being shitty about Bioware because you know there's a long history of people launching harassment against Bioware. Yeah. Um. And I actually couldn't find most of the stuff about this game because it was overshadowed in Google results by the shit that happened with Andromeda, where yeah. people got harassed for uh possibly allegedly i don't really know if this person actually worked on this but people were getting harassed for the bad facial animations in andromeda yes yes and it's like true. that's what the headlines i got were when i was looking for the stuff from Mass Effect 3 so it just keeps going it yep. just keeps happening uh people are fucking
1: shitty Honestly, the real reason to never make another Mass Effect is because, like, the people who are supposed to be the Mass Effect fans will never accept it.
0: I feel like the... So many... There's a huge group of people who call themselves Mass Effect fans who are just scum gamers. Yes. And they're just, like, the, the worst of the gamer archetype of person that that is in your head when i say gamer you know um it fucking sucks and like it's bad none of this shit's worth that no but like regardless um this is this is the end of mass effect 3 um this is the culmination of the reaper war yeah how are you feeling about your choices? Uh what was tell me about Shepherd and what her deal is and what her name was. I just want to like a brief like look back on your Shepherd and
1: I mean it wasn't that fancy. Like I you are much more of a role playing. Okay, uh, that's fair. gamer than I <laughs> like way more. I don't have a Shepherd. I I played the game.
0: I made the choices. You were just Molly Shepherd. I was Molly Shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just wanted to like take a moment to like uh, acknowledge that we have like completed a thing here yeah oh totally and i yes it's we definitely
1: did um and i don't know we had a lot of people i'm sure like the question was it worth it is in like four out of ten of these (laughs) emails at at minimum uh and no Uh it's it's just not it just sucks like i wish i would have left this in the past like and retained any kind of positive information maybe i don't maybe it's better that i know
0: that it's this bad and that you know uh, that's, that's where it ends up. I mean, that's the thing that ha- they've been talking about, like on Shrieking Shack about like, is it really, what is the value and where is the value of like turning over the rock and looking at the worms, you know? Um, I mean,
1: there's some, obviously there's some value in it because, you know, you recognize that, oh, this thing was really bad and I've moved past that now. Like, obviously looking back on your past politics is always hard and like, yeah, not comfortable at all. And you do learn stuff. It's just,
0: it's difficult. You have to, but you also have to, like, pick when when you do that. Yes. I'm not going to go back and watch Shaolin Showdown to, to find out if it's racist. I know it's
1: racist. Yes. you. Yeah, don't, the main character know
0: has yellow skin. Yes, she does. <laughs> like, and talks like that. Yep. Um. Whereas this is like, this isn't, like, returning to something for me. No. I played Mass Effect 2 once when I was, like... I don't know, whatever fucking age I was in 2011. I played it once. You played it as a, as a shooter more than as an RPG. Didn't really think about it. Um, but, like, this is an archetype of game that I like. I like the RPG elements. I like like character-based, like, narrative. I like making decisions in games. That's why this podcast exists. Yeah. Um, And it is, like, a very formative piece of games culture, I guess. Like people still talk about Mass Effect. People still talk about it. Like Mass Effect One was really good, and then the others were kind of watered down. Or Mass Effect Two was really good, and One is kind of broken, but you know, it's an, it's, it's charming. playable. And, yeah. and then and then Three is like, eh, we don't talk about Three. Like those are the two versions of Mass Effect fandom that I remember now. And I think that's or like Encounter now, for the most part. And like, there's also this this new sort of the newer sort of like. In the wake of Andromeda, it's like, oh, the Mass Effect trilogy was, was, was decent, but, like, flawed, but, like, we all enjoy it, we take our things out of it, we have our fandom from it, and we just, you know, Andromeda was like, eh, that's I've fine. seen, I've
1: seen multiple Mass Effect 3 was good, actually, tweets, tonight. Yeah, I... Me too. <laughs> yeah, I saw you post that and I went to go investigate because somebody made a, like, post your, post your, like, unpopular gamer opinion. <laughs> and people being like, Mass Effect is good, actually. Like, eh, mm, No. It didn't, nobody deserved harassment over it, but it's not good.
0: Yeah, like, I think there are good elements. Certainly. Most things have good elements. It could have been and, really like, good. There are... I have had fun on this podcast remembering parts of Mass Effect 3. Yeah. Um, uh, I just am like... I don't know. I think it's worth, like... Again, like... I say this, I feel like, on every Mass Effect episode, but as a person who likes Star Wars... Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It is important to recognize that the thing you like might be evil. Yep. Uh... (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Like, we we are a little harsher on games as a, an industry on these episodes than we are on the Dishonored Eps.
1: It's because I'm having fun uh, when I play Dishonored. Yeah,
0: because we're having fun when we play Dishonored, and this is like the the mask is slipping on video games. Yes. <laughs> when you play Mass Effect. Um, and I just, I want to understand what the fundamental difference is that keeps me from enjoying these games. Because, like, I'm a person who likes lots of things that are bad i loved fear i like i was invested in the story of fear three right sure i don't know anything about fear maybe you were right no i'm not right oh okay (laughs) um i understand that people just have different tastes but i want to understand what is it about mass effect that is like are people doing the same thing that I do with Star Wars, where I acknowledge the parts that are bad, <clears throat> while, like, still liking the parts so that are So
1: earnestly, like. yeah.
0: Yeah, is this, like, just people have different tastes, and that's fine. Like, yeah, I don't understand it. And I, I wish I did. I wish I could better understand why um, there is this affection here. And, like, I see it. I see glimpses of it. I see it in certain characters, I see it in Samara, I see it in Jack, I see it in like some characters that I'm like Caden in three specifically is like, oh there's this is this guy and he's kinda like he's doing his best, but he has this like old implant and he's like done a lot with it, but yeah. there are limits and he's still holding his own alongside like the perfect biotic, Jack um and it's like there's there's a cool character in there yeah. i can't i can't get to him but, but I know he's, he's in there. there he's in there and i i don't want to disparage people who like mass effect i do i i have plenty of friends who love mass effect and think it's very good and have a good time with it and i also have a good time with it generally i like a sci-fi thing i just i'm very critical of it And I hope I don't come off as an asshole. Um, Because we are very dismissive of a thing that people like a lot. And I don't want... I don't want to... This to just be hot takes, you know? But I do earnestly believe in every criticism we play now. Yeah.
1: And also, um, listen, we don't need to make an apology at hour three of this thing. Nobody's still listening if they're mad at us about our first two hours of it. Um, But I have anxiety, Molly. I know. I... (laughs) Listen. Big mood. Um yeah so uh what was i gonna say i mean yeah i i don't know i lost what i was gonna say i didn't have anything that important to go over but uh i don't know whatever like at some point i you know i will say i was one of the people who was like yeah but two and three were at least fun to play uh when we first (laughs) started this and by the end of it Uh i never want to touch these games again they play like shit sorry like, I'm somebody who really values, like, a, a, a game mechanically. Like, if it's still fun to play, I'll probably still have a really good time. These two games, they are not even fun to play. It's just, we... I, I was, I've was i been talking about this a little bit, but the I don't, I don't even believe the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer was good anymore. Like, I just think we had nothing better to do. We must not have, because this game plays like shit. Like, that's all there is to it. And yeah, it, bums, I... it bums me out a lot, because I liked these games
0: a lot. And I'm interested moving forward because I know I said this about three, but like I've heard that Andromeda is a very fun game to play. Like I heard that people talk Andromeda up. The the combat system of Andromeda got a lot of work and a lot of polish. And I'm very interested to see how that panned out and see how fun that is. Because I all I've heard about Andromeda is that the the combat and that the action parts of that game got the bulk of attention before that game shipped. Um, That is what I recall hearing. I'm very interested to see that.
1: The main difference between these episodes the Dishonored episodes is that Dishonored has the fucking blink in it. And then after that, (laughs) the rest is gravy. Extremely Uh, ascribing to the abnormal mapping belief that if your game has a good jump button, you made a good game.
0: And this game
1: doesn't <laughs> even feature a jump button, so fucking who
0: cares? It has more of a jump button than the other two.
1: Yeah, but it's not a good jump button.
0: It's a, it's a. You go to edge and you push X and you jump. That's not a jump. That's a slide. Or if you're already sprinting, you can press you the button and you then you
1: somersault. Let's do questions. We're gonna be here for twenty Let's years unless we finish this podcast. Okay. Um, Let me open up the the email.
0: Oh, we got more since we started recording. Do you have the email or? Yeah, I
1: have the email. I just wanted it on my okay. phone the other day. That's why I asked you for the password. Okay. Um, Let's just do the questions. Thank you, everybody, for the longer emails. We will do them next time. I promise we'll read the whole email uh, on the show. But we're already three hours and 20 minutes into this thing and we should probably stop um so from i'll read the first one from alex c um who asks what was the most disappointing narrative choice turned into warbucks for each of you um i think it's very funny that jacob taylor is worth less than an asari commando unit or equal value you can go through that list and see some stuff and be (laughs) like this is a really
0: interesting way you're like putting numbers next to people's names uh diana allers who i guess it was on my ship the whole game could have could have not been wouldn't have affected my playthrough oh uh, yeah she's worth five points she's worth five more bucks if you go talk to her
1: you get more warbucks from her oh uh, yeah if you eh. go in the between like in between missions she'll ask you about the mission and you can talk about it a little and you'll get five more per time you do that i think i'm not doing that and i didn't do it yeah um This makes me think uh, the most disappointing thing in the game for me was every time I went to the Citadel uh, and the same repeat stories were happening every time I went there. Mass Effect's main way to try and make you feel bad about the war is having somebody who doesn't know that their son slash daughter slash mom slash dad slash grandma died uh, and is in denial about it to somebody
0: who works in the military. Well, the one that I saw was there's the teenager at the refugee camp waiting yes. for her parents yes there's the uh to the woman who's going to who's trying to work up the courage to tell her husband that she wants to divorce him and be with this asari instead um there's the woman talking to the asari government about needing to get her her child her daughter
1: moved over to her family yeah, or something like to, that
0: to the Asari space because otherwise if she goes back to her family they're Cerberus and they don't want an Asari kid around obviously um,
1: the other one um, that happens at that same counter before that one starts is an old lady who's like my son always sends me a video from the military every week and I haven't received it can you guys check on him for me and they're like ma'am he's dead and she's like oh he must have forgotten to send it goodbye
0: yeah, and so the, these progress every time you go through the area, um, and you get like the, the next two lines for each story. Um, it's something. It's something, I but I feel like a lot of them
1: are the same thing. Basically like, I mean, yeah, there's like f- four of them that are. I lost a family member, but I'm in denial about it,
0: mm-hmm. and that
1: that part was a bummer to me.
0: I think most disappointing narrative choice turned into warbucks is like. Probably Rachni. Yeah. Like, there's so much. There's so much stuff wrapped up in the Rachni that, like, doesn't come up. Yeah. But, um. Bro, I love Did the you ever Rachni. use. Did you ever use Javik at all? Yeah, I used Javik for most of the game.
1: Every fucking mission. <laughs> um. He's, he's just neat. He's just cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as much as he, like, sucks when he talks, sometimes he's mean to the Solarians. I'm like, yeah. Oh also I fucked him, by the way. Oh yeah, right. You fucked <laughs> you fucked Javik. What was that like?
0: I, f- I fucked Javik by mistake because <laughs> um at the party, if you have a rowdy party, you can wake up next to either Javik or James.
1: Oh, I woke up next to Liara because I was already dating her.
0: Yes. If you yeah. have a locked in love interest, you'll be with your love interest. That
1: was cute though. That part was cute when I woke up next to her.
0: Anyway. <laughs> Who exactly is the side with the Solarians over the Krogan choice for? Fuck, it's I don't for, know. I mean, it's for completionists. Like if you want to see the other version of the story and No, it's for disgusting people. It's also
1: for disgusting people. <laughs> That's who it's mainly it's, for.
0: Look, it's for those roleplay perverts who want to play
1: as Monster Shepherd. The most racist person in space, yeah. Fuck God, fucks all- the Solarians. Fuck every Solarian. They're all trash. Except for Kirahei. Sorry I'm being racist right now, but they all, every single one of them you interact with sucks. Every single one. There is not a good one. Kirahei, fuck Kirahei. I don't give a shit about Kirahei. He's neat. He's
0: nice. He helps you save the Krogans. Does he? Yeah. Okay. He literally helps you save Oh right. Eve. He helps
1: you when you get her out of the when you yeah. have to when you have to lift Morden's elevator one floor at a time.
0: <laughs> um Yeah, and also like The only real difference between evil shepherd and good shepherd is that um, whether or not you're racist, because either way you're a fascist. Yes. This next one comes from Mike. Um, What was your favorite armor? Uh, Talking about some DLC armors, a Dragon Age tie-in or Kingdoms of Amalur tie-in? I I don't remember. It was a Dragon Age tie-in. Uh, There's a Dragon Age one in the second one, but I didn't see one in this one. It made but... it to three, too. You can purchase
1: it at one of the Citadel stores. Um...
0: It's like fifty thousand credits or something. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, I used the Cerberus like prefab armor because it had a bunch of. It wasn't because I thought
0: it was cool. Uh, it
1: was because it had all the stats I wanted on it.
0: But the default has all the health bonus. So, and health is the most important stat in any game ever. That's so, not true. That's true. It's not true. I would rather have a bigger health bar than bigger muscles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're a fool. You're a fool, Nora Blake. This is why also- I defeat all of the Bloodborne bosses before you. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, uh, I just use the default because it has the health bonus. I, yeah, I mean, I just, that's, that's I, fair, but I also
1: even... the Vanguard has, has, like, automatic recharging shields when you dash, so health is not as big an issue for me
0: uh, as it normally would be. I mean, I don't know that it was an issue. I just, by default, gotta get that health bar. Um, foolish. You are foolish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, let's see, next
0: question. We got uh, a couple in from Tron. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about the Citadel Council, and how the dramatic fulcrum of the Council not wanting to help the humans retake Earth was that they don't care about humans, rather than not being able to because their worlds are also under attack? I think it's a little bit of both. I think the Turians are like tighter with humans, yeah, for
1: which is interesting because they fought each other first and they're yeah, like, all right, never exactly, mind, never mind, we're cool.
0: So they have the auteur's respect. <laughs> <laughs> they have the warriors respect for they each the, other. They have the predator handshake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's like something that is completely subtext and is never remarked on. Yeah, but it's <laughs> like, there. It is there in like Anderson's biography notes. He talks about like, "Oh yeah, he worked I trained with Saren for a long time, didn't he?" Yeah. And he also trained with Turians at one point. Yeah. He said, "I recommend that for any soldier. If you really want to be a soldier, you've got to train with Turians. They have the best soldiers." <laughs> sure. Fucking whatever. Um, they're the best at military. Um, and, like, the Turians only can't help because they're busy with their ship, but, like, you know, the Salarians, fuck them. Uh, they don't want to help because they don't want to help. Um, the Asari also are busy with their own ship, but they also don't try to help you at all earlier on before yeah. things get too bad. So... I mean, like, the
1: entire council kind of sucks, but also, like, in the first game, I kind of get it before, like, the, um, Reaper attacks the Citadel. Like, That kind of makes sense. You just told them, like, the craziest thing anybody's ever heard. And, like, they're like, yeah, I don't know, Shepard. You can go do a thing as your Spectre stuff, but I don't know about all that.
0: And you're also doing that as, like, a member of the Upstart race? Yes, exactly. Like, Like, it makes sense in Mass
1: Effect 1. In Mass Effect 2, it makes zero sense.
0: Mass Effect 1, it's like, humans are, like, really violent and really ambitious. And everyone's a little scared of them.
1: Yeah. Mass Effect 2... Uh, The humans have, like, a place because a Reaper literally attacked. And, you know, in theory, uh, you protected the council. um, And so, like, the humans get a spot there. And now they don't trust you still. Or they're trying to cover up the whole Reaper thing. Which is... I guess you could throw that up to, like, indoctrination. There was so much Reaper tech at the Citadel uh, that, you know, maybe everybody's, like... Being controlled to not Yeah they're not Um, (laughs) Side side note You sure use a lot of reaper technology For uh, literally every piece of reaper technology Inflicting indoctrination on people There's a lot of stuff where you like Oh cool reaper gun I'm going to use this for the rest of the game
0: i don't know what you're talking about
1: liara picks up like but you get multiple you know how liara's like little intel thing you can get like little power upgrades you find like multiple pieces of reprotect she's like yeah i'll repurpose this for us and it's like no we can't it's very weird not consistent i don't know uh
0: they had they never really defined what causes indo- indoctrination for the for the player like as the person consuming the story, we don't really understand indoctrination that well. So yeah, it just feels kind of scattershot. Yeah. Um do you have any thoughts about the indoctrination theory? I always thought it was stupid. <laughs> it's a fun little thought. It's it I think
1: you can say that, but then when people start really trying to sell me on it, I'm like, no, go away, I don't this isn't this does not this track is, for me.
0: This this is Squala's is dead tear. Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um We have one from uh, I'm going to go with Taya. Uh, The first question in this that's going to lead into the second one that we've already talked about for the first one. Uh, Do you feel the central thesis of the game's ending is contradicted by the game itself? Yes, we I believe we've already uh, discussed that. Um, But related to that, do you think the game presents the catalyst as an arbiter of truth or are they supposed to actually be fallible? I don't think they mean for it to, like, be either way. I think it's supposed to be this guy's telling you the truth, but in reality, like, that's clearly not the case. Um, do you have any thoughts on that, Nora? Uh,
0: no thoughts had empty, <laughs> cool. Sorry, I spaced out for a second. That's fine.
1: <laughs> Um, and then the last question mm. on this one, finally, was there ever a way for the conclusion of the trilogy to be good considering the writing, the previous two games, and the general problem of ending a series that have built up so much hype and fan theories? I think so. A lot of things end well. Uh, there's, there's plenty of, like, this is a different thing. Like, books are obviously a different thing, but plenty of, like, book series end satisfactorily and, like,
0: yeah. Like, there's, there's plenty the of series of... of things that end well. The story of Mass Effect is not that big. No. It's a uh, weird thing cuz it's a video
1: game but
0: yeah it, it's bloated from gameplay time but like every level you play would just be like 10 minutes of uh or like four pages of description right like yeah <clears throat> um my brain is caught up a little bit uh here uh as the Catalyst being an arbiter of truth i don't believe that is true
1: Right, I think that they want you to believe that, but it's clearly not the case.
0: I think it thinks it is, but, like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And also talking about the tie-in book that we read some excerpts from earlier. um, Classic. I have a Google Doc open of uh, a list of every error in that book. Oh, Jesus some of which are highlighted in different colors based on their severity. Uh, things like a character growing out of being autistic. Oh! Uh-huh. Well, that explains Mass Effect, too. <laughs> that explains uh, and, a lot. And then also, there's one part where somebody uh, it takes a canon gay character, makes him straight, and then kills him? What If I'm remembering right. So... They also they issued a statement saying that they would correct in this, these things in future editions of the book, but I'm not convinced that fu- future editions of the book were. Why perfect. would you ever make more? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a novel. It's a tie in novel for your video game. It's not yeah. going to be that big of a Nobody cares.
1: <laughs> um, I accidentally skipped a couple emails. Oopsie. You did. Um, I was wondering what you were. I got there. confused. Um, from Nate. Uh, what's the official journal updated position on Kai Lang? Uh, Hell I believe, yeah. I believe sucks sucks ass hate it <laughs> sucks
0: ass but i love him
1: no he's not he's not a jared
0: this is not the same thing he's just i don't worst. know i haven't seen zeta no, you should watch zeta but no <clears throat> uh, uh, hold on let me let me let me issue a little poll here hey autumn what is <laughs> kyle is kyle from mass effect the jared of mass effect no, <laughs> no thank you autumn thank you for asking Okay, well, he's not the Jared of mass I arc. Like I said. <clears throat> if Molly you only watched Zeta, ask her. I just wanted your opinion. <laughs> I love you. Love you too. Um, he This email does talk about him breaking into Anderson's house to eat his cereal and yep. be in a vase.
1: <laughs> yeah, the vase, um, unfortunately, was somebody else's vase, but... Yeah, I think somebody else's face some rando's face
0: um we got one from regs yeah lay it down does the presence of such an obvious big bad give this game any moral clarity at all even if it's a nasty one I feel like the narrative sensibility of the central plot moves hard towards war movie and can at least make sense of the values it wants to foreground dignity valor sacrifice even if they're frequently hatefully employed um at the same I feel like the Gavin Crokin side plots completely undercut and trash that without meaning to. Um well the their
1: the entire thesis statement of Mass Effect 3 at the end is that synthetics will always kill organics so then you just do a thing where that's that's not true.
0: Like and it, then you make it impossible to be true because you just change the parameters yes. of what those words mean.
1: Yeah, like it I don't think that this game has any kind of moral clarity. At all.
0: Uh, I, well, the I only mean, moral
1: clarity it has is fascism's sick.
0: Yeah, because it, it, like, the thing about fascism is, like, this constant threat of an uh, of external... of an external threat, right? Like, yeah. Like, using that, uh, like, it's not the whole thing with fascism, obviously, but, like, a very important part of fascism is this fear of an ex- external threat, and then when you have something like this that, like, makes that real... It provides material justification for fascism in its story. Um, fucking
1: Garrus in the middle of this game literally has a line where he goes, "Wow, I get why people really do dictators now. Like sometimes shit just needs to get done."
0: <laughs> like Anakin what the alert. fuck? <laughs> Anakin alert! <laughs> yeah, but way worse. He did it as a joke. Yeah, uh, he to, to, he to impress a girl. girl. <laughs> <Anakin's>, Anakin can <laughs> condoned fascism on a date to impress a girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the moral clarity here is these these values, dignity, valor and sacrifice. It is a very like pro-military story. Yeah. It is using this like safe threat of the reapers as an uh, excuse for justifiable and heroic uh like nationalism. Yeah. So, in that sense, yeah, it does have some moral clarity. It's just abhorrent. Yep. Um, let me see here. Our next one comes from Joao, who asks Where's the. Let me just skip through this. How do you feel about noticing that a game is trying to almost coerce you to make some decisions or to care about something because they present elements in the narrative that are easy pulls for sympathy? And can this be done, be done in the game without being a reflection of bad writing? Talking specifically about using Earth as the battleground yeah. and showing you a kid that gets And that up. kid that dies. Yeah.
1: Um, I
0: They... I think there are
1: ways that you could do this that it's a little more subtle, but they pretty much punch you in the face with all of this and be
0: like care about this. You have to care. A kid died. But they do that by like the opening mission is on Earth, but it's in like fucking Toronto. Right. Like why not set it in New York City if you're going to go for that kind Like if kind you're going to go pull, for
1: this, why not set it you somewhere n- in America? You no. Know.
0: You know that a vast majority of this... Well, was this game made in
1: Canada? Was this one of the uh, Bioware Vancouver?
0: Uh, Because then then I would understand. That's such a good point that I didn't think about. Let me see here. Um, I'm looking at the page. Uh, Developed by Bioware. Obviously... I want to say it was either
1: Vancouver or Montreal. That those I think this one was uh, Canada Bioware because I think originally it was a Canadian company and then they started opening offices in the states. If I remember right, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that.
0: I have no idea. Anyway, it doesn't really uh, matter if, it's not part of the if question. If that's true, that's a very interesting and funny little detail. Yeah. Um. Yeah like Usually I assume That something that heavy handed is just Because they couldn't they are like reaching for something And like I said this whole game feels like A saving throw like desperate for any Kind of conclusion any kind of resonance They like jump to okay no It's, it's Earth <clears throat> Yeah like the, the flood of hit Earth you know it's like Yeah it's Big Ben Oi Oi how are we gonna know What bong it is <laughs>
1: Um, and yes, you can do this in a thing without it being a reflection of bad writing. Or maybe you can't, but I'm just susceptible to uh bad hat relationships. Because uh, mm-hmm. I watched your name and I s it's made me cry a lot. A lot. And it does the same kind of thing. But with relationships, you know. Anyway, um
0: our next one's from Autumn. It's from Autumn. Um, what, in your opinion, is the most mind bogglingly racist choice that we' <laughs> made with this game <laughs> for me, it's we introduced a real live ancient alien character and gave him generic stereotype African accent. But the Krogans have cave paintings of them with spears as a close second. Are we sure it wasn't the Volus the Volus for the whole series?
1: That's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree with any of this. I mean, but the also game. the Volus really warrant a shout out on this one.
0: Well, you see, in Mass Effect Three, they were kind of shuffled off the stage. There's only one of them in the game, and yeah. it's a pizza delivery guy. In that's the Citadel not. DLC. That's not
1: true. There is uh, one of them who is an investment banker. You can talk to at the Citadel.
0: Shut the fuck up.
1: I'm not joking. <laughs> it's the only other one. <sighs> You can find well, him like some
0: financial records in a side quest. This, this is like Revenge of the Sith because Jar still sucks, but at least they did <laughs> shove him o- <laughs> shove him off screen for this last at least one. He's you know, just a senator. <laughs> at least he's in the background for most of this movie. You know, it's yeah, like, he still sucks super bad, but like at least they gave him two lines instead of twenty or whatever. Yeah. Um. Uh, also, should Shepard die at the end? I don't know. I wish my
1: shepherd would have lived. I wish she would have just gone on to done shit with Liara for the last 70 years or whatever of her life. I... Just go get a fucking I started... apartment. Chill out.
0: I mean, you get an apartment. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Um, I started getting into this headspace with my character where I was like, I feel like my shepherd always knew she was going to die. Sure. And that, like, made some sense to me. Um, if, like, from the minute she touched the Prothean beacon, maybe she, like, a- a- knew that this was going to happen or something, but, mm-hmm. uh, but also, I just like fate as a concept. Sure. <laughs> um, and also, it feels weird to have all these conversations at the end. Um, and I like the fi- RPG thing where the final cutscene is a montage of what every party member gets up to after the war. Yeah. And none of the characters you spent time with get any sort of closure. Yeah, a big part of- They just of crash Google- on a jungle! <laughs> they cla- they crash on a jungle planet, and then they leave after the monologue. Um, there's no closure for anyone in this game, and that no. sucks. Bummer. Yep. Uh. Uh, let me see. Uh, next one. <sighs> this one doesn't have any questions, so I'm going to skip it. Yep. Uh thank you for sending it, though. Yeah, uh, we did read it.
1: We did. Yeah, we've read all of these. Um, the there but is a we question have... in here that says, "Isn't indoctri- indoctrination theory something?" And yep, you're
0: right. It was something. It certainly was something. Oh, this one comes in from. We have two coming in. From Crystal. The first one says, What is DNA? Uh, Based on how the Reapers talk about it, what do you think Casey Hudson thinks DNA (laughs) is? The fact so far, when you put a human in a blender, it blends them into pure DNA. This liquid contains their soul and memory. You can pour the soul acid into metal and make it think. The Crucible is a device to make DNA... To also become OLEDs. Well, you
1: know the actual thing um, is that Casey Hudson played uh,
0: Assassin's Creed
1: exactly one time
0: and went, "Oh, that's what <laughs>
1: DNA is," and then made this. <laughs> so that's what—that's where he got this mix up. He said, "Oh, genetic memory. I see," and then moved on.
0: Why do birds always know to fly south? Oh, huh. what if flying south was to destroy all sentient <laughs> <laughs> What is DNA? I don't know. I don't know. Fuck. Shrug. It's got chemicals. It can be anything. It can be anything. Um.
1: Especially because, like, the idea behind the synthesis ending. uh, There's a part where Edie is like, humans will gain. What do they fucking gain? But like, they say that synthetics will gain understanding. It's like they're already alive. What do you mean? What do you? Nobody even knows what it's like to be alive. What are you fucking talking about? They.
0: It also says that together we will become like a mode of existence. I can't even speculate on. It's like, what does that mean? I want to know what this is because. And she says,
1: "There's like, like she says that she goes, but I don't know what that means, actually.
0: Like, I get that it's like, oh, beyond human perception of being. It's like, okay, but like, tell me what it is. Yeah, it's a story. It's weird." Second one from Crystal. Um I don't, don't even
1: know if I'm going to be able to answer this cuz I didn't run into this character at all.
0: I didn't run into this character either. Uh um, I will,
1: do you want me to read the email?
0: Yeah.
1: Um so Crystal writes that so there's an odd spot of gender in this game with the character of Iefia, uh Iathita, whatever. Um, Who they constantly refer to as Liara's dad and says classic dad stuff Like, nobody messes with my little girl Liara is awkward about calling her father Like an Asari has never been physically impregnated a woman before What's the deal with all this? I feel like someone at Bioware is working out some feelings (sighs) Fuck if I know Sounds like it. it Sounds like somebody's working out some feelings Uh,
0: this is Interesting I would have loved to see this character At all, but I I don't even know where that would have come up
1: yeah. I I don't yeah, I don't know where you get that one.
0: Like I said, some characters just didn't appear in my game. So, yep. Um, um we have some Twitter DMs. We do. I almost forgot about the Twitter DMs. Um the
1: first one comes from Mike Loves Rabbits uh on Twitter. Uh who says, "My question is twofold. When will humanity be tried for its crimes and how badly will we deserve it?" Uh hopefully one day and extremely
0: just the most um crass pants also sent in a question uh what if computer from star trek had boobs and ass <laughs> how would our culture be different today well we are only flying picture. cars <laughs> yeah exactly that utopia picture with uh-huh. the flying cars in it. yeah I guess my real question is, why did they make a trilogy about choices if ultimately 3 is about trying to flatten these impacts as much as possible and hating the players dared to express themselves? Why would Clone Shepard only be mean? Shouldn't Clone Shepard be nice if you're an asshole? Why does Bioware hate fun? All excellent questions that
1: I don't think we could possibly answer. I mean, like, the first one is, like, why would they flatten the endings? I think they realized they couldn't possibly make an ending that accounted for every one of these choices being made and then just turn
0: them into Warbucks. But also, it's like, the synthesis ending is this for, like, embodiment. It's like... V- the whole thing is about how, like, oh, we can beat the Reapers because we have diversity. The Protheans is and, and then the way we will beat the Reapers is by getting rid of our diversity.
1: Yeah. It's fucking goofy.
0: Or making everyone diverse from each other on an individual basis? Like... I don't know. It just doesn't make sense at all. No. As for this other stuff, uh, Bioware hates fun because they're a corporation bent only on uh, accumulating profit. Yep. Uh, Clone Shepard should have just been written better. I don't know. Clone Shepard should have been written way better. The only reason that she's meaner than My Shepard is because My Shepard is now in a comedy instead of in a sci-fi epic. Yes. And so I can't be mean like I used to be able to. um last one comes from static 605 um again asking about indoctrination theory it's just it's neat it's a neat little thing i don't know um is it grasping at straws or maybe more legitimate than that I mean, it's as legitimate as the canon ending, I guess. Like, it's all fiction. I suppose so. Know? Yeah, at some point. Um, I'm not going to say that the, uh, the the official story written by a committee in a boardroom is any more legitimate of a story than, like, the one that somebody writes on AO3. Yeah. Um, I don't really care one way or the other because I don't think it adds anything interesting to the... No to the story that we have not like, particularly it doesn't interact with the pieces that are set already in a way that makes me interested
1: i think it's very funny that the uh the extended cut does the in the extended cut the star child all but tells you that you're not indoctrinated but that elusive man was uh does uh, he that's say in that the deal? normal ending okay yeah yeah i was says, i was wondering if that was an extended cut addition to respond to that
0: he was like um, the elusive man was right But he could never take control Because we already controlled him Yes
1: So in theory that's disproven by that line But also the star child is uh, Sketchy at best Yeah
0: like was created by Fallible beings Is itself about fallible being Yeah. Um, also I searched star child And couldn't find it on the wiki So I don't know what that thing is actually called
1: I guess you could search catalyst But I don't know <laughs> Um, Star Space Child. Jake had one more question, which was favorite multiplayer class. I don't think you ever played the multiplayer, Nora, did you? Nope. It's Krogan Vanguard. It's Krogan Vanguard, obviously. (laughs) You charge and you punch. That's all you have to do. You win. It's great.
0: That's the most Molly thing I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's great. Yeah, anyway, that's... um, (sighs) I think that is all of our questions, and we are going to hit four hours... I As predicted.
0: <laughs> I thought that this would hit four hours. Um, game too big. I didn't really want to. I feel bad about taking so long to yeah. talk about this game. There's Should we so just much... cut it in half? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, that's fair. I just... I don't know. If it always feels bad to do such a big podcast because it's, like, I think that there are really, like... Especially a negative one. Yeah, and, like, there are really important bits that are crystallized out of these conversations that I feel like would be cool to, like, show off. And you really can't get there without the half hour of conversation before and after, you know?
1: This is everybody trying to recommend Final Fantasy fourteen to everybody.
0: <laughs> you
1: have to get really invested for you a long get, time. But then there's you really, have to really get really invested for a long time.
0: Um, yeah. But we're not done with Mass Effect. Nope. One more. This is like a weird middle space because it is an ending, but we have a new beginning and ending uh, to oh, do. Because I ain't making
1: any more of these fuckers.
0: No, nah, no. I really mean, really maybe one soon. day, but I doubt it. Um so this you know, we're gonna do Death of the Outsider next month, which yep. will be an actual short month. An actual <laughs> short
1: month. For the first um, time?
0: Yeah, maybe Soma was some kind of a short month. Soma was kinda of short. Um and then we'll come back for Mass to Andromeda to close out the year. Um I don't think that's gonna be a three hour podcast, but I could be totally wrong. I, god, I hope it's not. I love doing this podcast, but oh my god. I don't know anything about Andromeda really uh so that'll be interesting at least yeah i don't
1: know anything about it either
0: in this one i'm constantly looking at how things are going to go because i want to make the right choice for my character yeah because sometimes it's not clear like if i want this outcome what do i have to say to get there yes um how do i like if i'm if i choose the root option am i going to cut off this relationship or this like story thread like because it's not always like the bottom right is rude, top right is nice. Sometimes it's top right is keep going and bottom right is stop. Yep. You know? Yep. Um and so it's a little little weird, but I know that, you know, after certain I think Dragon Age Inquisition, like they started putting symbols on the character on the dialogue options, which is yeah. very helpful. Uh I hope that something like that is in Andromeda. I have no idea. Maybe Andromeda came
1: out after, so I think it
0: does. That would be really helpful uh, for that specific thing. Um, I'm looking forward to the new uh, Straight Butch for the new Mass Effect, because there's one in every Bioware game. Saluting. Uh, saluting the Straight Butch. Um, but yeah. Um, God, this feels so weird. <laughs> yeah. Because it feels like we've we've crested a hill, but there's one little, little
1: there's more hill. There's one little more to go.
0: That's all right. Uh, but next month, we'll be back with Dishonored Death of the Outsider. Yeah. Um, which should be a real breezy pause. <laughs> yep, should be an easy one. Um, and then after that is Mass Effect Andromeda.
1: Yep. Um, Nora, where can we find you on Twitter?
0: Or on the you internet? At-
1: anywhere. Oh.
0: <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora. You can find stuff I do at norablake.online. Mm-hmm. Um... So, for the month of October, uh, I will be working way less hours, and Autumn will be off work completely as we deal with uh, her getting some surgery. Yeah. So, uh, now would be a great time to donate to the Export Audio Patreon. Uh, This show is not on Export Audio. No. uh, I am. Uh, That's patreon.com slash export audio. Lots of good podcasts over there. Yes. Mega Man Podcasts. Um uh League of Legends podcast, music podcast, uh all, all sorts of stuff over there. You all bonus episodes for the for the Patreon members also. It's good stuff. Uh we're about to start a recap of the <laughs> Proto-Men rock opera albums over on the Patreon episodes for Rush Chat Radio, which is our Mega Man podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something. If you want some like overdramatic libertarian wank fiction then uh check out the proto-men yeah check out proto-men <laughs> um we're also about to do our first uh bonus episode for ours arcanum which is our brandon sanderson cosmere podcast yeah um it's lots of good stuff go check it out give us money etc cetera, et cetera. give them money you give me your plugs
1: uh I'm on Twitter at your friend Molly the Y E R. You can find me at audioentropy.com, I com, and over at on playtest on Twitter.
0: This podcast is on the Abnormal Mapping. Uh not Discord. What's the word? Network. Patreon. <laughs> Network. <laughs> Network. Uh you should go to their Patreon, patreon.com slash abnormal mapping, and give them a dollar and get the best Gundam podcast that exists. Yeah. Um also just listen to their main episode and like repertoire screenings is also great um they do a lot of good work pay for voip life and pay for voip life honestly um that's that's some real good shit uh <sighs> um but yeah thanks to, as always to them for hosting this podcast yeah thank you and thank you molly for hosting this podcast with me
1: yeah thanks nora uh
0: we'll be back next time do we sorry have, this was like, so long sorry God. Yeah, sorry. Whoops. Oopsie. Oh, 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 Um, shout out to Buzz Aldrin for being in this video. Thanks, game. Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Freddie um, Prince Jr. <laughs> uh, what? What is our? What is our final words to sign off this Mass Spec trilogy? Uh,
1: BioWare retire, bitch.
0: Bio, beware. You're in for a scare. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> alright well I guess you can consider this journal updated
2: updated my journal
0: not gonna say it with me okay oh you're not recording okay well I can't believe you forgot our own songs. anyway anyway goodbye everybody